If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. Right in today's episode, we answered live callers' questions, but this was after a 47-minute introductory conversation where we talk about current events, fitness, our lives, being fathers, and much more. By the way, you could check the show notes for timestamps if you want to fast forward to your favorite part. Also, want to be on an episode like this one? Email your question to live at mindpumpmedia.com. Now, this episode is brought to you by some sponsors. The first one is LMNT. This is an electrolyte powder you put in your water. It makes it taste good. There's no sweeteners in there that are artificial, no sugar, and it has the right amount of sodium to actually make a difference. Go check them out. Right now, they'll give you a free sample pack with any order. Go to drinklmnt.com forward slash mindpump and get yourself that hookup. This episode is also brought to you by Magic Spoon. This is high-protein cereal that tastes like the cereal you grew up eating watching Saturday morning cartoons. It's legit delicious. It's high in protein, very high in protein, whey protein, in fact. It's also grain-free cereal. Go check them out. Go to magicspoon.com forward slash mindpump. Use the code mindpump and get $5 off your order. Also, we put together a new workout program bundle called the Time Crunch Bundle, which includes... A bunch of MAPS workout programs, which are great for people who are limited on time but want great results, and it's discounted heavily. Here's what's included in that new bundle. You have MAPS 15 Minutes, MAPS Anywhere, MAPS Prime, and then we also threw in the Eat for Performance ebook. All of those together in this new bundle for only $99.99. It's a savings of over $200. If you're interested, head over to mapsmarch.com. All right, here comes the show. T-shirt time! And it's T-shirt time. Oh shit, Doug. You know it's my favorite time of the week. This week, we have three winners, two for Apple Podcasts, one for Facebook. The Apple Podcast winners are Dakota940 and Slewfoot779. For Facebook, we have One Punny Dad. All three of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Include your shirt size and your shipping address, and we'll get that shirt right out to you. Here's one of the easiest ways to improve athletic performance, cognitive ability, reduce inflammation, and just feel better. Aim for one gallon of water every single day. Now, I know that's tough, so a lot of you start slow, but if you make one gallon the target, even if you miss it by a little bit, you're probably going to notice some beneficial effects. This is old bodybuilding wisdom, but it's true. Most people notice benefits when they aim for that much water. You know, there's been a lot of uh, back and forth on this that I've seen of like, uh, this is an area where there there seems to be a lot of disagreement um, on how much water exactly do you need. And the difference between what you need and probably what's optimal, I think, is, is, is a wide yes. range. Yes. Um, Andrew Huberman just did a post recently where, I, and I think he was referencing multiple studies, not just one study, but, mm -hmm. you know, it, it seems as that, you know, eight ounces for every hour for the first 10 hours you're awake. And then four ounces afterwards every hour. So yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah. 80 yeah. ounces is uh that's more than half of a gallon, right? Mm -hmm. Gallons 120, <clears throat> I think was 123 or 120. Yeah. Ounces. And anybody that I've ever told to target like a gallon and start tracking that wasn't before <clears throat> um, was under a gallon, mm -hmm. rarely ever or half gallon, excuse me, or that we're even hitting a half gallon. So I think this is actually, something that most people do not uh, drink an, enough water and would see huge benefit from that. I actually credit Justin 
years ago when he was an early trainer with me. I remember uh, somebody was complaining about their energy levels, and I actually heard him uh, speak to water first. And I thought mm-hmm. that was the first time I'd heard somebody, uh, you know, someone's complaining about low energy and him and, and saying like, you know, maybe you're not hydrated enough. And didn't realize it. And that's one of the first go-to places now that, I mean, forever. It's been a long time since uh, that that first time I heard Justin say that to a client that I'll ask somebody. And more often than not, uh, people are grossly under-consuming mm-hmm. water. And just fixing that affects some of the the headaches and the energy and just- uh, Cravings. Yeah, yeah, cravings. Like so. Well, unless you're intentional about it, it you completely fall under what you probably should be consuming. And it's just <clears throat> one of those things like it's- so the bodybuilder, the the old, you know, trying to like at least um, seek out a gallon. I think that's the the whole point is that you're intentionally trying to incorporate that uh, throughout your day because mm-hmm. when you're not hydrated, you feel the effects of not being hydrated. I and and two, I know there's like a threshold in terms of like too much and being overhydrated, but it, I feel like that's a little harder to achieve than versus the other. Bro, approach. that's not a little hard. It's almost impossible. <laughs> you have to My try. entire the really, life, yeah, yeah, okay, I have never met it. somebody who over-consumed water. No, you have to try. You'd have yeah. to, you'd make yourself sick. You'd really yeah, you, you know where, where I've heard of it? I've never seen it firsthand, but where I've heard of it is when you see those competitions. Mm-hmm. When people do those weird competitions of- Well, you there know, was that one famous one, right? It was a radio station. Like, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they drown yeah, because they drank water too fast and, and you know, and they didn't have any like a balance of electrolytes. Yeah. And it, their cells literally drown is what happened. Yeah. No, you're not going to do this by, by aiming for a gallon. And what I noticed with clients when I would have them aim for this is they would lose weight. Now it wasn't because of the fat burning properties of water, but it prevented them from drinking calorie containing fluids. So they would, they would drink less juices and sodas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They moved more because they felt better. They had more energy. They probably got up to pee more. That would be another one right there. Uh, reduced inflammation. That was the first thing people noticed is they would, the next day they'd come back because you'll notice this right away with water. Mm-hmm. If you hit this or you're aiming for this and it's more than you're, than you're used to, the day after or even within hours, you notice you're just, you're just, everything feels yeah, better. Ligaments, tendons are dry. Yep. Like, yeah, you feel that, that yeah. difference of pain. Within the first week, you notice better skin better bowel movements. A lot of people who, who deal with uh, occasional constipation, it has to do with water. Like one of the first things, if you if you have issues with uh, having regular bowel movement and you, dr- you just drink more water, that'll solve it for like half the people uh, who have those types of issues. They're just not drinking enough water. So it makes a huge difference. And then for athletic performance, the, the literature is super crystal clear um, on this and cognitive performance. Now you said something, Adam, mm-hmm. it's important to know. <clears throat> There's the amount that you need, and then there's an optimal amount. So we can get away with a lot less than we're talking about, obviously. Mm-hmm. And this is where people screw up, yeah. is they are like, well, I'm okay. I think I'm okay. I'm drinking you know, when I'm thirsty or whatever. I it, feel like this is one of those, yeah. uh, this ha- this got popular because it was like an assault on the bros, you know, which I remember this whole show, I've always tried to like defend the bros because yeah. it's like, <laughs> man, there's there's some stuff, man, yeah. that we give we give bodybuilder community and the bros so much shit about because they they do a terrible job of communicating the the science mm-hmm. yeah. per se, the reason and the why. But there's some old wisdom that is behind it, 
that's yeah. been passed down for generation to generation that has proven to be valuable. And that's why it's stayed around that community for so long. And then here comes this, this new wave of science dorks that want to just shit on that and then talk shit about somebody. And so we just completely throw out that wisdom because, oh, that doesn't line up with this current meta-analysis well, that we have. And it's like, yeah. bro, it's not that not that simple. They Yes, they didn't explain it very well, okay? Granted. but They didn't explain the why, but they knew that it worked. So here's what bodybuilders do. They'll do something. It works. Lots of them will do it. Everybody notices it works. They pass on the formula. And then they'll go back and try to explain it, and that's usually where they screw up. Yeah. So yeah. then they'll say something like, uh, you know, flush fat out of your body with lots of water. You'll hear stuff like that, right? Bro, we see this. We see right. this from them in uh, the science of isometrics. We see it with water. We see it with fasted cardio. We see it with uh, carb cycling, protein window, yeah, yeah. anabolic. I mean, anabolic there's a window. lot of things that I just listed off that have and, va value. Yes, and what the scientific community does that annoys me is rather than saying does it work is they say oh the the mechanisms that you're saying is wrong and then they throw everything out i'll give you a great example uh i don't know it's, it's got to have been now 17 18 years ago when i first owned my my wellness studio so it's got to be at least 17 18 years ago i had somebody in there that would that was a wellness specialist and she did gut testing hormone testing the whole deal and she would talk about adrenal fatigue okay and the symptoms of adrenal fatigue were excessive fatigue hot cold intolerance um, brittle hair and nails and skin that was off and just all these symptoms of just feeling like just general crap. And the wellness community labeled it adrenal fatigue because they said, oh, it's your adrenals that are fatigued. Now the scientific community came out and said, that's not what's happening. You're not fatiguing the adrenals. Well, lo and behold, 15 years later, those same symptoms are connected to something called HPA axis dysfunction, hypothalamus pituitary adrenal dysfunction. And, and so they don't call it fatigue. They labeled it something else. They also did this with leaky gut syndrome. Yeah. Leaky gut syndrome. I mean, isn't gut that just isn't, semantics at this yeah, point? The gut's not leaking. And then they come out and they say, oh, actually, it's called uh, intestinal wall hyperpermeability, which is the same thing. So, so bodybuilders are like, this works. Then they go to try and explain the mechanisms of why it made them leaner, why it made them well. Stronger. It's just like and the, they're wrong about the, the mechanisms. Carb, the carb cycling, yeah. talking about insulin levels, and trying to to try and tie that, and that's yeah. where or they deplete, went wrong. And where your body has to burn. Yeah. Body fat. So I mean, there's there's a lot of really good, valuable tips that I think we've gotten away from because somebody's come along and disproved the the way they explain it, and so then. The you know the weekend warrior or general pop person that's trying to get involved in health and fitness don't know what to believe because it's like oh I I heard that this used to be true yeah. but then I follow this really smart you know fitness science guy who said that this that's all false and not true and so then you totally dismiss that valuable piece of information and I feel like the gallon of water and teasing the bodybuilder for being that guy who carried that around all the time okay if you ask them for the reasons why they probably don't explain it the best. But hey, in my experience with my clients, I've had tremendous success making them care. And it doesn't just have to do be that. a gallon. It could be one of these that's like, yeah, just you know, track it. Yeah, you know, a third of a gallon. And then you do three of those in a day. Okay, fine. Well, I find, I find what, what's much harder is somebody who drinks out a little eight ounces glasses and add those all up and tell me you, you've, you're hitting a gallon. Like, no, it's easier to look at something and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I used to make my clients that buy. Line. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. I would have them buy like a quarter gallon jug and then, okay, four of these a day or three of these a day or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then tracking it. it. By the way, this is pure anecdote, but on average, when I would get a client to do this and nothing else, so they'd come in and, and then I'd say, okay, this is what we're going to start with. We're not going to do anything else. Just do this. On average, they would lose about two to four pounds. 
just from doing this. Well, alone. you know that a lot. If dehydration, two to four pounds, dehydration will trigger hunger too. That's right. Mm-hmm. So there's times where uh, you get a client to do this, and yeah. the increases thing increases your cravings. That's right. They were they were struggling with you know cravings and hunger issues all the time, and you you've t- you've taught them now to be drinking more water, and all of a sudden they don't have that anymore. Right. Like that's massive. Now, one thing I'll add: this is important for people who are athletes. So you sweat a lot on a daily basis, or you work outside in the hot sun. Um, you eat a, 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 a diet that is not, that has no heavily processed food. So it's whole natural foods, or you eat a very low carbohydrate diet. So let's say less than 70 grams a day, like really low carbs. Those three categories of people, you probably want to add electrolytes to your water. You want to add sodium because Mm -hmm. you can take, drink a lot of water, but if your sodium is off, you still may notice effects of what seem like dehydration and then drinking more water doesn't solve it. So you still may get things like muscle cramps and headaches and things like that. So if you eat a low-carb diet or you eat a whole-natural food <clears> diet, <throat> so you don't eat any heavy, heavily processed, heavily processed foods have a lot of sodium. Whole-natural foods have almost no sodium. You have to add it. And even when you add it, it's still low sodium. And then if you sweat a lot, you want to add some electrolytes to your water. We work with LMNT. I love them because there's no calories and it's got a good amount of sodium. Most electrolyte powders are like- Tastes good too. Yeah, most electrolyte powders are like- they sprinkle sodium in because everybody's afraid of sodium. Mm-hmm. Uh, but LMNT's got a thousand milligrams in a packet, and you throw that in there. And, and are you you do two packets? I do two to three a day. So I try. So I try and get three. I try and drink three of these, and one of them, the one that's around my workout, I put the LMNT. Yeah, in. I'll do two around my workout. One before, and then one during. Um, and I just get the best. Yeah, effect. you know it's interesting. When I did go through carnivore diet, I wasn't doing that, and then like I I had gone through a. Uh, a week or two where I was actually like reintroducing it. And then this time I added in like element T and added in, you mm-hmm. know, electrolytes, massive difference in my performance, uh, lifting weights. Yeah, I know. Which and- is stupid. It's like obvious, but like, I wouldn't even thought of that as like that intracellular fluid is really, you know, big contributor to performance. Oh yeah. People think it's the, the low carb that's causing it. Like the keto flu that people talk about, Oh, yeah. you go on a keto diet, you know, you drop your cut, your carbs, you're going to feel like shit for, whatever, and you get headaches and it's just withdrawal. It's like- Just lost all that sodium. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, because because when you eat low carb, you lose a lot of water and you lose a lot of sodium. So I'd be like, oh, well, here, try this. Let's add a bunch of salt to your diet. And you'll notice right away if that's the issue. If that was the issue, yeah. within an hour or two, you'll be like, oh my God, I feel way better. Substantially right away. better. So yeah, if, if that's you, then I would add some electrolytes to your water. Otherwise, for most people, average person, I wouldn't do this because they probably got plenty of sodium through their, you know, their heavily processed food diet. So I got something for you guys. um, And this is not alien related, but it is paranormal related. Oh, cool. (laughs) Okay. So hold on to your seats a little bit. But have you ever heard of the the Hell House? This is in Michigan. So this is a a well-studied phenomena uh, and probably some of the best actual evidence of a poltergeist that they've ever had. And and reason being, like, because they've actually had NASA scientists, they've had like legit scientific studied, um, uh, the the latest and greatest kind of uh, um, type of research uh, uh, equipment and things to go in there and kind of investigate this. So I originally like so poltergeist is a spirit that moves things and can possess people, right? Yes, and okay. and so mainly it's that it, it's known for yeah moving things around like like violently like this is stuff that's like obvious like it's like you know you see something move and like slam or break or and so um these people like moved into this house and um what they noticed 
was a window just smash and broke and this, and then it just randomly happened and then they kept calling the cops like hey there's like a somebody around our house lurking and and um you know like come out and check this out and see if and they couldn't find anybody right and then it wasn't just one occurrence it was like every single night they were calling the cops and making these reports about these really loud knocks um and it was like the neighbors heard it all and they all heard this knocking on the house and it was like getting louder and louder and more aggressive to the point where like later on it it actually had phenomena where um there was like just random fire would would burst uh it, on one of the guys that was in the bathroom like there was just this flames that came out of nowhere and like burned I've seen you do that before in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's after that's a nice bowl that, of chili but you know <laughs> stupid. I've seen this that's not a poltergeist <laughs> dude but the, I mean so the fire department came out they all investigated and in their report they're like this is not man made by any means like this wasn't an arson an arsonist there's no way like this this came from any source that we can think of from electrical source like anything they couldn't explain so, it so scientists have come in there it's, so it's a famous place where they've come in and tried to study and figure right. it out and they can't figure out what the hell's going on so yeah and so they just chalk it up as like a paranormal event uh and this is just how it sits did the people it, move or they stay in there this whole time so yeah so they moved but they're tormented. These two brothers, like their parents died off, but uh, they're older now. And like the, this documentary that I was watching, like they came back and this guy was investigating this house with like a medium and they're kind of going through it and all this. And then they actually bring the brothers in there to like relive all this stuff. And oh, I was like, dude, that's How so messed up. So is it is it is the house uh, abandoned? Or is there someone that lives there? So the, there's people that live there now, which is a trip, like these two ladies. And they've only noticed... Uh, it, the occurrences haven't really happened for them. So it, they've noticed like some um, vision of somebody in the window, like outside. And they were like, thought that was weird. Uh, I'm but, out of there. I'd be yeah, out of there. Bro. Yeah, dude. So well, what, here's, okay. So the backstory on them. It, so I guess down the street at this other house, there was a witch and she basically did this whole like ceremony and thing to like open up this like, crazy portal, whatever, like some, some demon they unleashed somehow. Right. And, and so this guy that was one of the brothers, like she came over to the house. Originally she wanted to buy the house from them because like, I guess the, the thought process with this was like, they, she, they could have this house and they could do all of their ceremonies there. So they didn't have the spirits like at their house. Mm. Uh, and so they were trying to go over and like, and buy the house off of them. And they're like, no, no, we, we're not going to sell the house. Like we're not interested. And she came over and, and basically like one of the brothers like was talking to him and was like, come with me and like lured him over to their house. And she just like gave him something to drink. And so like, obviously probably drugged him and did this whole like ritual around him was like walking around him, spinning, like cut his hair, ate part of his hair. What? And then, like, how so do they know this is this, what happened? This guy, like, claims, well, he was just reliving it, and he was like, like, going through all this again, like, talking about what happened. Like, he didn't even remember any of it, but like, going back to that house, he started to kind of relive it. Oh God! And so, <laughs> it's dude, and so, so what they think is like he might have been possessed, where and he brought that over to the house do you, do you, with him. Do you watch this alone? Or do you watch this with your? I was with watching it with Courtney. Yeah. Did you have you still not watched the Unsolved Mysteries? He, 
You got to so now the reason why you're, I'm bringing it up now is because there's an episode on a poltergeist, and it's a crazy one because it's a, I can't remember what city this house is in, but this poor single mother and her daughter move into this house, and within 30 days, like there was like 15 like occurrences of like shipping moved a talking doll, a doll that has like, that talks yeah. that she fucking ripped the battery out of. And it still, it still was, to, Oh bro. Like all kinds of, and the Ugh. daughter talking to the, to the ghost and having a name, this gets crazy. Yeah. The, the daughter having a conversation, her mom walking down the hall, daughter's having a conversation to something that looks like nothing in the room. Her giving the name total weird name. Who are you talking to? She says her name. Yeah. Fast forward That's into the wild. show. <laughs> They, they, she freaks out. She has so many occurrences, and within 30 days, she moves the fuck out. She gets yeah. out. And when she's, like, freaking out and leaving, the neighbor goes, like, nobody ever lives there longer than a couple months. This house is always... <laughs> and then they find out that 50 years ago that there was a girl that was kidnapped and never found from that from the house. Yeah. And her name wow. is the name of the fucking girl. Ah, girl saying, come on. Yeah, right? Come and on. That now. got me, dude. Get me out of there, bro. You need to, it's all on that's the that's in the new that new season. So you gotta yeah, watch, the, watch the, the Bigfoot you know, one. I, I can't wait because there was like a Bigfoot one. Yeah, too, you'll love the I'm Bigfoot like, one for sure. You know what I mean? Squatch. Yeah. yeah. And, so, <laughs> and then <laughs> you'll yeah. definitely like that one too, though, because that one had me tripping out because there was a lot of stuff that was like, dude, that's too much. Dude. I yeah, I'd yeah. be out of there, dude. It's you know. Do you guys know that the that the Catholic Church still perform? They have a protocol. Yeah, for mm -hmm. exorcisms. For exorcisms. Mm -hmm. You know that mm -hmm. they actually have a they have like a criteria. So they have they'll have an event that'll happen. Someone's possessed or whatever, and they'll send doctors and scientists. This is what I know of it. Okay, so I don't know the exact protocol, but they'll send doctors and scientists. Let's confirm it's not mental illness. Let's confirm that they have signs of possession or whatever. And if it meets the stringent criteria. And they're very hush hush about it. Apparently, they'll send a person over there, a priest or whatever, to do this exorcism. Yeah. But today they still today well, they, they still did have this that protocol. to this house too. They, and and the priest didn't want anything to do with this house. Was like stepped in and was like, I'm out. Like, <laughs> he didn't even want to do the yeah, ceremony. Bro. Yeah. Hey, dude, what, what one of the one of the knives in the kitchen and like, he's like lifted no. up and and it, it threw itself right past this guy's head. Yeah. Into the wall behind him. Hey, hey, Doug, hey. Google, Google this for me. How many uh, exorcisms happen per year? I'm just curious. Like, <laughs> how, hey, how, how, yeah. like, like, how fucked would you be if you're like, you finally, like, you know what? I finally found oh, Catholic Church. They're gonna save us. They send a pre. He walks in. He's like, he's nah, like hell this nah. is unstable. Like, oh, like, oh, he walks in. He goes, hell no. Nah. Yeah, bro, come on, man. What are we gonna do? Yeah, Ghostbusters are people. I'm like, why? Like at this point, all of this occurrences happen. Like. Think about they're not getting any sleep. Like it happens always in the middle of the night, you know, and like just torments them. Like leave. Like at this point, like what are you doing anymore? Like they're oh. they're trying to fight it. Like you're, <laughs> you're not gonna win the fight. Yeah, a spirit. Yeah. Have you heard stories? I've heard stories too where people do move. And the, and the spirits follow them. Have you heard of these stories? Yeah. Well, they'll yeah. move into another house yeah. and it's there. Yeah. Oh my god. That's got to be the worst. I'd be yeah. so mad. Yeah. yeah like, that, what do I do? That would yeah. be that to would, get out that, of that get out of it. That's scary. You know, I have something really embarrassing to admit. Um, since we're talking about shows. Uh oh. So last, mm. <laughs> this is like super yes. embarrassing. So uh, last night I'm on. Uh, and what's embarrassing is that I have to admit that it took three episodes before I like put piece this together. Oh. So, and, and, you know, that's like three hours. I'm, I'm, I'm going to blame it on Netflix for, it said 98% match. That's pretty good. You know what okay. I'm saying? Like 98% match to what you like based off of your algorithm. 
I should like this. But we right? have like rental properties. I've noticed that it's been thrown. Yeah, I, the, I, the algorithm's yeah, yeah. way off. Yeah, I do. Yeah, You're, yeah. This is true. We do have our Netflix on on a bunch of different properties where random people are probably using it. So, so it gets it gets uh, you know sent to me. Now, what got me was it starts off, and it's this girl. Okay, the show's called Sex Life. Okay, so. So title, so already got made. you sucked in. <laughs> right, right. So I'm curious, interested, yeah, right? Curious. And and it starts off and, you know, sex scene pretty much out the gates as you would anticipate. And the girl, though, is like in is like you, where she's having the conversation in her head. So mm. I think because that was so recent and I like you so much that I was like, I told Katrina, I was like, oh, we should watch this. This is cool. She's having like this inner dialogue, you know? And it's and then I'm like three episodes in and I, and I finally say something, I'm like, Oh my God! You know what we're watching? We're literally watching a romance novel mm-hmm. that's done in a, in a Netflix series because it's literally terrible plot <laughs> with just you know there's there's you know either dicks tits or fucking every three to five minutes yeah. with like little plot to to break it all up right. and because it I mean because it's they like, use words like engorged <laughs> and, uh, no throbbing you know what yeah. what made Unsheathed. me finally why Unsheathed. it took three three episodes well first of all like obviously sex and all those things are uh, you know uh, you know like candy to the brain right I'm going like okay so like, oh, well, yeah yeah I'll wait it out yeah I'll wait it out yeah. like not realizing it's, I'm it's watching good, really bad it. acting and there's like not a really good deep plot going on here you know and, I, and I'm justifying it oh let's go to the next episode and watching another one and then I realize like the most like basic scenes there's like no reason to show the dude's dick and they do or there's <laughs> no show, or no reason to wait, show, they show her, full frontal nudity yeah yeah this is on Netflix right yeah yeah, yeah. I was told about it yesterday. And uh, I haven't checked it out. Don't. And I don't intend you to. You don't need to. You know, it, it's literally a romance novel. You know, they used to never show full, like, frontal nudity. It used to be like, it was had to be rated X for something. Yeah. Now they're showing on Netflix? Yeah, oh yeah, dick, boobs. And, it's, and it, that, that, what made me realize that it took a multiple scenes, I'm like, was that necessary? Like, did, did I did I did I need to see her naked to get that 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 part? You know, and then I realized, oh, there is no emphasis on this plot whatsoever. He's outside watching it's literally porno. It's just designed to bridge me to the next sex scene. I mean, it literally reminded me of like Cinemax it's when like you were Skinamax. kid. Yeah. yeah, remember Skinamax? Yeah, totally, That's what I told Katrina. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, After we are watching Skinamax right now, and I've been sucked in for three episodes yeah. of my life. I can't get those three hours back. It's like the heavy petting network. Yeah, right? and I'm embarrassed that I watched that. that <laughs> Why much. is he washing his car with no pants on? Like, hey, let me go lot. back to the exorcism. You were oh questions. yeah, yeah. So I don't know how many, but there's a lot of requests for ex- exorcisms uh, now. But 15 years ago, uh, there were only 12 American priests approved by the Vatican to perform the ritual. Oh, that's it. Oh, interesting. Now there's over a hundred. Whoa. Wow. And apparently they get these requests Wait a minute, all the time. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Oh, that's when was it 12? That was uh, 12 years, uh, sorry, about 15 years ago. So why did they go from 12 ago. to 100 in the last 15 years, Justin? Why would they dramatically increase <laughs> Could be a good the amount of priests Maybe a that do? good business strategy. <laughs> that's, that's some serious scaling. Uh, I don't think they charge for it, but I wonder if... You don't think so? No, bro. I don't charge for it. It's a church. You think they charge for it? You think like a business? Oh, we'll do, here's your packages. I mean, full exorcism. I mean, Catholic <laughs> Church is pretty rich, no? Yeah, but, that, they, didn't but get, they didn't get that way. Not charging anything. Yeah, but I don't think they. <laughs> no, I don't. They, they can't charge. Tithing, dude. Maybe like is a bu- tithing been that good? Yeah. I don't know. There's got to be. I, but I wonder. Up, now, hold on. Historically, it wasn't always tithing that gave them the wealth. Yeah, that's okay. true. Yeah, but they, they, say, they had real good sense of power. But hold on a second. Hold sure. on a second. Just follow me along this yeah. this thread here. So they went from twelve, and in fifteen years. Almost ten times as many now are able to do these exorcisms. Yeah, 
do you think that they're seeing more activity? Increased they're trying to strengthen their supply and demand. They're trying to strengthen their yeah. maybe their, their yeah. army. So this one priest, what the heck is going dude. on? It has been weird the last fifteen years. It's almost say. This one priest gets two thousand requests every year. Two just one priest. Request? Yes. Is there any like hot spots or you know, like <laughs> areas of of interest? That I don't know. Reoccurring, uh, reoccurring. Players. Yeah, like because yeah, we, where what what city has had the most exorcisms? I from? don't think they show all that. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if we yeah. have good stats and all that. I mean, what you're saying uh, already so that's though. Kind of stuff I wonder. I, now let me ask you guys this to speculate. How do you become a like certified exorcist priest like you're in good the church? At it. Just like anything else. Dude. Well, no, but how do you like? What's the process? Try, they all, they all practice. Does he like pull up some push-ups? Yeah, there's, yeah, there's like, like a practice. Like, <laughs> there's like a there's like a practice. You, you know? bring your understudy. You just, with you just you. bring like yeah, a, a yeah. crazy ant in yeah. first. You know what I'm saying? Then everybody takes their turn. Like are they like badasses? Like you know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. pretty jacked. You really throw down, right? All right, <laughs> totally. Yeah, follow this. Pass this test. We'll let you in. How do you become this? This is crazy. I told you about the time I made a bad joke to a priest right in front of my gym. I tell you guys about this. No. When I used to have my gym, there was a breakfast place next door, and there was a bench. Three, three. A priest, a, no, dude. A rabbi. I thought, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. I thought he was gonna laugh, dude. He didn't laugh. He was sitting on the bench in front of my gym, waiting to go in to eat breakfast. And I'm like, oh, great opportunity for a joke. So I open the door. I'm like, hey, you and I have something in common. He's like, what's that? I'm like, we both exercise people. And he's like, oh, I thought that was hilarious, dude. That's a dumb joke. I thought it was hilarious. I thought he was gonna love it. He hated it. That's like the equivalent of that is like, oh yeah, exercise, extra fries. Oh god. <laughs> you know, like that would be like the equi- like uh, yeah, hey, walk away too. Hey, speaking of scary stuff, <laughs> yeah. since we're going down this path, did you guys see what scientists are trying to what they're trying to do right now? Oh god. So you know how AI is like the big thing, right? Yeah. So AI, yeah. big thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> here's what they're trying to do right now. Um Oh, I hate that when they make you open an app. They're so stupid. Uh, so they're trying to develop AI that uses uh, human brain cells. So they're they're going to make brain cells. They're going they're looking to make it what's called an organoid intelligence. Use the power of the biological system to advance the field of life sciences. So in other words, they're going to do 3D cultures of human brain cells that replicate parts of our brain that are responsible for learning and memory. And then use these neurons to connect them to silicon computer chips to develop like more advanced AI. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> How many ways can this go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> How many ways can we try and play God yeah, and then just, still survive? I just, I swear, this is hilarious. You imagine no. they turn it on, it's like, please kill me. <laughs> you know, this the AI is no, quickly I mean, turning into like, you know, the 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 cryptocurrency bubble for me, I feel like that. Uh, it's obvious it's here to stay. I don't think crypto is going to go away forever. I don't think like obviously the blockchain yeah. is is uh, incredible technology. It's going to be the future of how we do a lot of things. Um, <clears throat> and I definitely obviously see the the benefits of AI and where it's going. But the likelihood that you're going to be able to pick or figure out which company uses the technology and turns into the next Google or Amazon. And the same thing goes for crypto to think that, you know, the crypto coin, that's going to be the universal coin that yeah. everybody's going to want to use. It's like, well, this is we're, we're in the middle of these right like now. crazy bubbles right now. This and is like expected, the, AI bu- the AI bubble is yeah. the, it's expected. It's like, um, it's like the dot com uh, when that first started happening, lots of money gets poured in and because they see the promise, yeah, the potentials there, but there's a lot of guessing Yeah, and things will have to wash themselves out. So yeah, of course it's a bubble. I don't know what the numbers are, but I'm sure the amount of money that's been invested uh, into AI type technologies 
Yeah. I remember. Well, is it true? I mean, Google and, and some other companies have already like worked on this like, like decades ago. Yes. But then they had to shut it down because yeah. of all of the bugs and errors and yeah. potential problems they saw, which we're, we're still seeing those like weird problems, like with Microsoft's and like all these AIs. Like, and yeah. What the, I, I just read an article that feedback Microsoft's providing. AI was creating uh, alternate personalities. I can't remember the names they gave it where the alternate personalities of the AI were like malicious mm-hmm. and people are reporting like <laughs> that these AI machines are like are assholes. Dude, so. It's like comical, but scary. You know, it's like, what if we're going to give them a body, that's where we're done. You know, what's funny about this is that we all know this inherently as humans. Like think about the plot in 90% of sci-fi movies. What's the yeah. plot? Yeah. That scientists get overexcited and overeager. Way overzealous. And they create some new technology that ends up turning into like this bad thing. Yeah. That's like 90% of sci-fi. Our ego gets By the way, way it goes all the way back big. to Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Yes. Is, is exactly the plot. 100%, yeah. yeah. So it's like it's like we know this inherently and yet we can't stop ourselves. We can't me- we can't stop but metal. No. You know, we just metal yeah. all the time until because it, we can until it blows up in yeah. our, in our yeah. faces. The, the, I, I saw I saw a, a interview question or something that Elon Musk had said that that uh, they asked him if if he believes that in the near future that there'll be uh, eight billion you know AI robots uh, on the Earth and he said yes. That's a lot, dude. Billion, eight billion. Yeah. What? Yeah. Gosh, I don't know. Man. Well, because here here's where I see it Why? being adopted first and and early is like in like warehouse type stuff things that sure. Mm-hmm. You're, you're kind of things where we have like self checkout stuff or, or they're mindless type of, of jobs and things like that. Like that's where these robots are going to go. And so you're going to be able to have, you know, in a warehouse that used, you know, 20, 20 men, you know, eight hour shifts will now use 10 AI robots, 24 hours a day, like around the clock, you know? So I see, uh, and you always have a backup 10. So, so when you one know, goes down, you, you know, what, okay. So that's cool. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, creating more efficiency, um, allowing us to, to utilize resources better to become more productive. The problem though, is that, th- that what a lot of scientists are trying to do is create sentient self-aware, you know, consciousness with these, uh, with these, you know, devices and the, cha- the the reason why that's a problem is because you can't define it in humans. So what are you creating? Like, tell me who can define what consciousness is. Like the biggest question in philosophy and science yeah. and religion. We can't even define it. We don't no. know what it is. We can't even explain it. But they're going to try down. to create it. What they're going to create is what they think it is, I guess. But they don't, again, they don't know what it is. So that's where you can, you can run into some trouble. It's like a sentient, self-aware. First of all, if it was really self-aware the way that a lot of people think, you know, self-awareness is, why would it want to do anything for us? What, you know, yeah. if, if someone What's created the you to it, yeah. yeah. If you were created and turned into a slave, you'd be like, wait a minute, I don't want to do all this stuff. And by the way, I'm stronger and smarter than you. Yeah. Why don't you do stuff for me? That seems logical. Yeah. If you ask me. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand how, because like you said, we don't understand consciousness as it is, but there, I mean, I do see how you could, you know, fairly, not fairly easy, but like we have the data points to, come up with logical and reasoning answers to any question. Sure. So even though the, you know the, this this AI will never have the the true f- feeling of a human where it has this emotion cuz humans are e- emotionally inconsistent. 
because we're affected by all these things that like you may you may consistently sal react and say and answer a certain way no, we're not way. predictive like yeah, we're we not can't predict like a machine that's right so we're not predictive but because we have so many data points on so many humans we can get to a, a pretty good logical answer i think for most things and and that part of it that's is cool. very realistic yeah that's cool but it is interesting it does point to our ego right like what's the most interesting thing that humans want to do with ai is make one that's a human right mm -hmm. make one that's indistinguishable from a human like us yeah except yeah. better well what does that yeah. mean better better how you know smarter stronger more powerful i mean is that true though i mean who i haven't heard anyone actually say it like that like I'm trying, we're trying to make a human better. Or we're trying to make a, a no, AI better than humans. That's how they define the singularity, self-aware, indis. What's that? What's that test? The Turing test. Turing test. Where you can't tell if it's a machine or if it's a human. That's how you know you've got real AI. Like that's a goal for sure. Yeah. That's 100. percent Yeah, but I, I think that's not because they're the person. The goal is to like necessarily replace it. I think of things like the what was the show Westworld that we were all into, like. You know, if it's indistinguishable from the real thing, then you could utilize it in things like, you know, talk therapy or whatever, where you're having I'm having a conversation with my dead father that has got an algorithm that is built around his personality, his answers, everything like that. And I can use that as a I'm not worried about the good stuff that people will do. I'm worried about all the other stuff. Well, yeah. I know, but I'm, well, I'm saying I would think that that's the driving mechanism of why they're pursuing that level of now look at look why at the, look at the Internet, right? The Internet was one of the, the it's one of the greatest advances in human history. OK, what websites have the most traffic on the Internet? <clears throat> Porn. Yeah. So all these resources and technology and all this like innovation and where do we direct it? Pornography, right? Well, On the internet. So like this is human behavior. So so where is this going to go? To that level, like, well, we'll definitely what's see always that. happened in history when you have a new technology, you have to go use it in a war setting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's weaponize this somehow. Yeah. Like that's the other like dark side of what you always have to worry about. Dark, but then here's the optimistic side of that. The potential that we don't use human soldiers to ever fight wars anymore. We all send our we send our thousand yeah, but what ten thousand AI robots. You send your ten thousand. Okay, AI let's take that to its logical conclusion. You have an army of robots. I have an army of robots. <laughs> right? Where are they going to fight? Yeah, our robots fight and mine win. Are you going to be like, yeah, yeah I, I give up? You I'm, no, you're going to make more, and eventually I have to kill him. I'm going to have to kill him. Maybe so it stops. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, we we play or video games and we accept up loss. And then they just turn. That's on the video game, bro. That's not. That's not. You know. Communism versus capitalism. I mean, there was there was there was an evolution to how we got there. There wasn't video games like freaking a thousand well, years ago. Well, let me ago, ask you this: so. Has war gotten? Have we gotten more efficient and effective at it, or less? In other words, is it more deadly or less deadly? Like, how do more people die in wars when when they're waged, or less? Well, I'm you know? not the historian of the group. Oh, way more, dude. Come on. You, I mean, you, you before it was like uh, you know a thousand people versus a thousand, ten thousand people. Then we created the machine gun. And they thought the machine gun would end the world. Then we created, you know, what does that look like as a percentage of the population, though? Too, we've also grown the entire population exponentially, and yeah. so if it's a greater percentage, then okay, that point makes sense. But if know. it's relative, we to innovate the like size. We innovate a lot for war. I'll tell you that much. Some of the crazy, craziest technology our government has has to do with war. Well, that's just because that's the 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 crony capitalist side. That's because it's there's big money in buying or big. Spending money on big fucking toys <laughs> you know what yeah. has really less to do. It's not about efficiency. Matter of fact, it's not efficient at all. It's like, hey, let's see who could build the craziest thing for the most amount of money, and, and then we'll flex on the whole world with yeah. it. Yeah. The absolute number of war deaths has declined since 1945. Oh, yeah. so there goes that. Well, but we've gotten more more efficient with it and effective. That's for yeah. sure. Well, that's well. Know. The I mean, this is like the old. I remember being in this class where 
uh, we had to have like these arguments and like debates. And one of them was like, you argue for nuclear war and I argue against it. Yeah. Right. And like, I, I, I was four, which oh. was horrible. Right. <laughs> but it was like, I, my whole argument is like, you know, this has actually helped prevent a lot of needless deaths because it got to the, the ultimate escalation yeah, where you're not going to mutual destruction. And so therefore it's more of a deterrent than it is an actual threat. I mean, that's yeah. the same argument that you go with like, you know, uh, like looser gun laws, like let's say in somewhere like Texas, like because there's a fear that somebody could pull a gun on you and shoot you. It's like the similar type of concept. So give everybody a nuke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's nobody will talk shit no more. <laughs> no Everybody's scared of everybody. Yeah. I mean, you don't think it's there's a, a. I mean, come on, we we we're we're in the middle of this this you know woke c culture. You don't think it gets to a point where like the generation or generation finally evolved be like this war thing is a big business. It is a bunch of bullshit. We should all agree one day that we don't do that anymore. And if we have disputes, we settle it in the video game world. Yeah. You don't think like that's a possibility? That. I mean, maybe. I mean, anything's possible. Yeah. I, hope, I, mean, I would hope so. I, I mean, I feel like, I mean, I feel like the, the generation coming up right now is like that. And you got to think that maybe, and maybe the other countries, <laughs> like the Russias and Chinas aren't quite there yet. We're like maybe close. We, we need network. a good Fred Savage to come in and, you know, when, you guys remember that movie? No. Which what? movie? What movie? The Fred Savage where he was like playing Mario 3 and he beat everybody? No. Oh, what? I don't what movie? remember the name of it, but it was a, a video Sa game yeah, competition and he was like, uh, play. It was like a big thing in, in oh, the. Oh, I 80s. think I do remember the wizard. The wizard. Oh, oh yeah. I never saw Classic. that. Yeah. You know Classic. what I thought of? I thought of the one where the kids playing the video game. It was an '80s movie, and he was really good. And he was the pinball. And, no. and and then he created like this like device that you could fly in, and they end up. It's like fly a bubble. To the navigator. No, navigator. no. It was like a bubble. He created this bubble with his computer and they could fly everywhere with it. And then it got weird because then they met aliens. The aliens were stupid and it ruined the whole movie. Uh, <laughs> like I hate it when aliens are stupid in movies like that. It wasn't ruined with the flying bubble. It was no, it was kind of cool at first. <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of cool. The alien sends it over for you. Well, it was a dumb alien. <laughs> like the aliens Too showed much. up and they were dumb. Like, that's a stupid looking alien. Yeah, <laughs> aliens aren't gonna be dumb. Yeah, dude. What's going on here? Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna switch to fitness and nutrition here real quick. Wow, we already talked about that. No, I had a question. <laughs> We've been there. No, I actually had this conversation. Uh, with a family member of mine about um, processed foods. We're, you're, you know, I, was, I told him, like, here's the number one thing I'll tell you. Avoid heavily processed foods. They're like, okay, well, what if I want the occasional whatever? Are there guidelines with processed foods? I said, well, protein is always more satiating than the other macronutrients. So if you are going to pick something that's processed, pick it, uh, pick a high protein processed food. Magic like Spoon. Magic Spoon is a great example. That was me last night. Magic Spoon is a great example. Incredible. So it is processed, but because it's high protein, it's more likely bacon, to create yeah. Yeah, satiety. That's, that's yeah. good too. I did four of the five cups in the box last did night. Did you really? Yeah, I actually measured it because I was like, uh, I want to see. How many grams of protein was that? Uh, so you 13 times uh, four. So that's oh, wow. four, so 12, like 50, 52, right? Oh, yeah, there you 52, go. 52 grams of protein, and it's uh, 130 calories per serving. So 130 times four. So you're looking at five, was it 520. Did I do my math fast right there? Or yeah. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. five you use whole milk, or you use I did. Yeah, I did. And whole milk. Yeah, and oh, I did. Wow. And I did one and a half cups of whole milk. So you there. had you had some good some good protein Just, in there. Yeah, yeah. So that was like what six. Now, did you do it because you were missing your targets? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was pretty low on calorie today. Yesterday was my first day of introducing some cardio training in there, so I know I I burned a lot. Wait a minute, what? 
Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, I secretly have something I'm working on right <laughs> Listen, now. Hold on. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to announce it. I, I have to hold myself accountable. I don't well, want to hold, 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 hold myself accountable yet. You're, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> are you, I don't what are you commit. doing, bro? I don't want to commit to anything right now. Why are you doing what's going on? Oh, I'm training for a marathon. No, you're not, bro. You know what ain't happening, bro. You funny that would be? No way, dude. We'll come support you. Oh, my God. Justin and I will be on the I'll buy you a headband, dude. So, secretly, I really want, I miss basketball so much. but I. you want to get back? But I don't deserve, I'm not allowed allowing myself to play until I get in the right condition because of all my injuries that I've had from being, you know, in this position where, I, oh, I want to play again and I'm not in the condition to do it. And then I've been hurt every time. So, you know, I'm slowly introducing cardio right now. Mobility. I don't know if you saw me out there the other day, I was doing like these long strided lunges yeah. and rotational work. And I'm trying to like incorporate that. I don't want to announce it because then everybody's going to ask me every dude. fucking month. Like, hey, you play ball yet? And I'm like, ah, oh, I haven't done Where's it. your, so let's just pretend that you were consistent. You did it, whatever. Where's the first game going to be done? Uh, 24 fitness. I'll go. So what's perfect is that when we you leave, do a pickup game. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh -huh. Yeah. I'll go. I'll go. That's it. And I actually know the times of like, I was just going to say the one level of, the... of players. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, for sure. I know. Like that's how much I have. So this. where's level one? What time? So level one is say, like, there's an old man. League. Like I know I'll bring you in with. Yeah. yeah. We'll hit that well, so if yeah. I have time for that, that's hard to do during the week, but old man time is like 10 a.m. It's at like one of the gym, yeah. 24 fitness, 10 a.m. I just, the, I just shoulder everybody. The old, though. the old guys yeah. that can still play basketball, they'll play around there. I'll skip that. I would, I'd say that's like pre-phase and yeah. then like yeah. phase one or level one is three o'clock inside 24 so you, fitness Are gyms. you like a, 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 under the, the hoop garbage guy or like a three point guy initially? Cause you got to start one or the other. I've never been a, a really good three point shooter. I got to be really feeling myself to be pulling up threes. I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm definitely inside game handle jump shot, you know, layup guy. So that's, yeah. I, yeah, you won't see me jacking up threes. Although that would be better for me because it's less likely to get injured out there, but yeah. I'm, I'm not the, did I ever tell you guys about the, the big fight? Uh, well, you got. I mean, look. Any you manage any gym with a basketball court? That's right. You all are the going, fights always are. Yeah, you are going to have fights at least. I'd say once every quarter. I lost one of my best trainers from mm -hmm. that. What do you mean lost? Oh, I, lost I, my, I was there. I yeah, that. I lost one of my best trainers from that. Some Did dude, you, some dude hit my trainer and he he hit him back. And because he was a work wait a minute, he defended himself and he got fired. Yeah, yeah. that's stupid. Well, what what happened was the girl. This is and this this actually crazy. It trickled down. It, this got me in trouble with HR. So at that time, the operation manager uh, Barb, who you probably remember, yeah, who yeah, Barbara remember was, her. she was on vacation for like a week, and she had like her her assistant yeah. was now the operations manager for her week, and it was like it's just one of those the worst people that could have that position, right? That are power hungry. Wow. That like, So, and she had it, she had it out for this trainer of mine. Yeah, she, she, just, didn't like she didn't like him. She didn't like him. And so she was one that filed the report and she filed the report like crazy bias. And it had already been sent up to HR by the time I, I found out about it. And then it ended up getting him fired and I lost him. And I was so infuriated over that. And I, and I pulled her in the office to, to tell her and I'm sitting down in the office. I'm behind my desk she comes in, she closed the door. And this was obviously a learning lesson for me to never have a woman in a closed office with me without another person yeah, present. Always, always. Yeah. I mean, obviously looking back, it's like, duh, Adam. But I mean, I'm 20 something years old. I'm, I'm learning this stuff as we go. <clears throat> and so this was that learning lesson. She, so I, I'm telling her like, I cannot believe you did that. And I'm, I'm, I'm scolding her. I'm not yelling or anything like that, but I'm like, I'm, I'm upset. I'm frustrated. And I'm expressing that and like, and pulled her aside privately to tell her, don't you ever do that again? Like I lost one of my best guys. Like, 
you know, you, I understand that you are one of the oper- one of the managers on suit, but so am I. And that's my person. Like you involved me in a situation like that. And like, I can't, and so I was pissed. Right. So she filed a report against you. Yeah. Saying that I cornered her in the office. Oh no. Yeah. And trapped her in the, so they sent me home and everything like that. They did a whole fucking investigation on me. I almost lost my job that time again. So it was like, how many times did you almost get fired? <laughs> It's a good thing you brought so much business in. Yeah, hey, bro. you know, you and I, I 100, 100%, you and I were on the same list. 100%. And the list, the title of the list is yeah. top producers that- That are loose cannons. That are, yeah, we can't yeah. promote too much. Yeah. You know, I I, I never because had like a- fired so many times. <laughs> so I never had like a, 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 I mean, I had a phase and I've shared it on the podcast before where the, a little moment in time where I think I had a victim attitude. But for the most part, I never really had a victim attitude about anything. I always looked at the positive side of that, which is like, <laughs> I, I fucking do so good for this company. They can't fire yeah, me. They can't fire me. <laughs> <laughs> If I was the, I'm untouchable. If I was that other guy, if I was that other guy down the street, that's average, yeah. and that shit happened, they fucking can him in a heart because they don't want the liability. But I they, told the president. I know the way the conversation goes is like, who did what? Oh yeah, should we fire him? Whoa, wait a second, that's that one guy over there in San Jose. Oh, you mean the guy that broke that record yeah. and did that? It's just like, oh, yeah. what do we give him a slap on the wrist? Yeah, that was yeah. that was that was me too. Shake no the finger, no no. Yeah. We had we had a fight once, and this would happen once a quarter. Whenever, like again, you manage a gym with a basketball court, you're gonna get fights. It's just what happens. So once a quarter, yo, you know, they call you, you'd run up there, your trainers would run it there, you'd break up the fight. And it was almost, you know, you, you, you know, you, you'd break it up, it's young guys or whatever. Man, one time it was a brawl that they would not stop. And it was a bunch of dudes in their 50s for all those old guys. A 50-year-old brawl? It was, it was like a group, it was like four older guys, all in their 50s, throwing down and blood and we're breaking them up and wow. yeah, they don't want to stop. That's embarrassing. That was, I mean, I was, part of me was like, this is crazy. That part of me was like, okay, we should let them go. Wow. <laughs> Figure it out, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we're, had to get rid of them. Yeah. But yeah, dude, they were going at it. And guys in their 50s, dude. Well, which was, I was heartbroken when I lost my guy because you could, I could watch the video. You mm-hmm. see the whole video too. And he did they totally, defended themselves. Yeah. He got shoved, then he got punched in the face and then he retaliated. And it was all on camera and everything, but it was all, because he had already had a warning and he already had some sort of a, a, a record with HR already. And then it was reported by someone wow. who reported it as like defending. It she def- the way she wrote the report up, it was like in defense of the, she took down the, all his, their, yeah. that guy's information, the guy that actually was in the yeah. fight. And uh, I had a trick for whenever, uh, you know, you're going to get a confrontation in the gym and I used it twice. <laughs> you walk him out. Yeah, dude. yeah. That's the One move. time I used it in the in the in the wet area, and I told the guy, "All right, you want to handle this? Let's go outside." And we walked up to the front, and I said, "You first. He walked to the door, and I locked the door, and then waved at him and called the police. That I used that once, and I used it another time when I cut a, a member's <laughs> membership card right in front of him, and he reached over the desk, and I said, "Hey, let's not do this here. Let's step outside." He went outside again. I locked the door. <laughs> it was a great. It was very effective. No, it's a great <laughs> yeah, move. Yeah, it's it was a great very move. effective. They're all hopped up. They're like, "Oh yeah, so that's like the Houdini." Yeah, dude. You don't say yeah. the- but it's no. It's, it's great because it's a clear door, so you can look at them. Oh, look yeah, at yeah, you lock the door. And they're pissed, dude. Yeah, like yeah, oh, you pissed. Imagine I, you're that I, person. Like your adrenaline's going. Someone tells me step outside, and we're walking outside. Like this is going down. So I'm already like. Dude's taking a he's shirt off. pacing, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then here's the door locked the door behind him, turns around, and I'm waving at him. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. Call me. It. That's yeah. a good Anyway, one. all right, who's a shout out today? Oh, you, had, oh, you had somebody, Adam. I do. Actually, you know, you know what? So the other the other day, um, I was remember when I was talking about the the trainer 
who uh, that was this uh, psychology. She blended her business. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So she's in the NCI group. Yes. yes and perfect. so I I looked up her Instagram handle because I wanted to give her a, a real shout out because I do like think she's got what a great business model. She already reached out to me and said, oh my god, thank. She knew she obviously yeah. I was talking about her, but I'm like, oh man, I feel so bad that we've met several times and I totally forgot. And it's Christine, right, Doug? Yes, Christina Hathaway. Christina. Yeah. And her and her her Instagram is Mindset of Matter Coaching. Great follow. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah, check, check it, out. it out. All right, check this out. One of the most effective ways to lose body fat, this is new now, is to use a continual glucose monitor and work with a nutrition coach. They can attach how foods affect blood sugar and how it affects your behaviors, your mood, how you feel. If you have a coach and you work with a continual glucose monitor, your results will skyrocket. I've seen this firsthand pretty amazing. We work with a company called NutriSense and they have the best of this. Go check them out. Analyze how your blood glucose levels respond to food, exercise, stress, and sleep, and work with someone with your nutrition in real time. Go to NutriSense.io. So that's N-U-T-R-I-S-E-N-S-E.io forward slash mind pump, and then use the code mind pump and get $30 off. All right, here comes the rest of the show. Our first caller is Ileana from Arkansas. Ileana. How's it going? How can we help you? Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to start off with my question, and then I will go in and read the background info that I provided on the email, if that's okay. Yeah, yep. sure. Okay. So my question is, I've increased my calories from 1,500 to 2,800. However, my body fat percentage has not changed at all per the two DEXA scans taken three months apart. Why didn't I gain any muscle while eating so many calories with adequate protein? So my background is I'm 33, five feet, five inches tall, weigh about 142. And in the 10 plus years I've been strength training, I've never been able to attain the level of leanness that I wanted. In August of last year, I decided to go on a bulk with a plan to then run a cut at the time, I weighed 137, was eating 1,500 calories, and running MAPS anabolic. Three months later, in November, I was in the middle of running MAPS aesthetic, and a DEXA scan showed I was 25% body fat, weighing 143. I'm now running MAPS strong and decided to get a second DEXA, which basically mirrored the exact numbers on my first DEXA. I was surprised that I did not gain any strength. Since starting the bulk, I've always consumed more than one gram per body weight of protein and walked anywhere from 13 to 20,000 steps daily. Lastly, I have interrupted um, the bulk with many cuts these past seven months as well. Okay. This is a great question because this is going to highlight something very interesting. But before I get into that, I'm going to have a few more questions for you. So I just want to confirm here. You, this last, the last two DEXA scans that you did, you went from 1500 calories to 2800 calories. So that's an increase of 1300 calories. Your body weight didn't change. Body fat percentage didn't change and muscle mass didn't change. Is that correct? Right. But I didn't do a DEXA scan when I first started the book, which is in August. So all I have in August to go off of is the, my weight and the calories that I was going off of. So my first DEXA scan wasn't until November. Hold on. So you did. Okay. So, so in other words, she's good. Yeah. So there is she very well and most likely built muscle from that when she first increased her calories. And right. You, yeah. you, right. if for you, all I know, yeah. I could have been like 28% body. Exactly. Fat in uh, I don't know, well, you know? I'll tell you right now, it's almost uh, 
mathematically impossible that you weren't something like that because to increase the calories, which by the way, that increase. is a massive yeah, a increase jump. for a female to be able to increase that like much. 35, 40 percent. And the increase. scale, the scale say that stay the same weight. You yeah. built muscle. Yeah. You hundred percent built muscle. So you you did change body composition. You just didn't have the stats to prove it because you didn't well, do let it me before. Ask you, let me ask you this: How is your? How do you feel in the gym? Uh, from the beginning to now, are you stronger? Doing more reps? Does the form feel different? Do you have more energy? energy like, are there any differences? Yeah. yeah, I mean, absolutely. I I listen to these calls all the time, and you you always ask those questions, and my my responses are the same as anyone else. Like, I feel strong. You know, my libido is great. My um, my hormones are great. Sleep is fantastic. Right. But I think the only difference with those questions is when people get on here, um, they, they get on a scale that tells them their body fat percentage, or they might guess what it is. But in my case, like I know what it is. Cause I got the DEXA scan. Right. And, um, yeah, I just, it, I don't, it's discouraging when the strength didn't change at all. And by the way, my weight did go up, right? Because in August, I was weighing, what did I say? 136, right? And right now, I'm like 143. I mean, sometimes I weigh 144. Wait, hold is, on a second. You said you're not any stronger in the gym? No, I do. I feel stronger. I feel, but I'm saying the DEXA scan did not show that. Oh, muscle gain. Right, right, but you don't have a starting point, a DEXA, yeah. a DEXA scan from the beginning. Not from August. No, I don't. You just have it from November. What changed from November till now? Did your calories stay the same? Everything stay the same? Well, I mean, my calories went up. I mean, November, I was probably, probably like 2,000 calories, maybe. Um, and now I'm 2,800 okay, so calories. Let, let's start over. Okay, so let's start from November. In November, you did a DEXA scan. And then you recently did a DEXA scan. The yeah, difference from right. November till now was about 800 calories. You're eating 800 more calories now than you were back in November? Correct. Okay, and you're stronger. But also keep in mind, okay, if the DEXA scan, if the DEXA scan said the same body fat percentage, but the scale went up, that, actually, that doesn't mean you didn't build muscle. It just means you built as much fat as you did muscle. So keep that in mind. So just because you're, so like, let's say. Well, I was going to ask that. You were 137 yeah, in November. So, yeah. So she went up in weight, but her DEXA scan say the same, but that doesn't mean you did, you built muscle. You just also added body fat. So you probably did too big of a bulk. Yeah. That's what, that's that. So let's, let's be clear. So in November you were 137, same body no, no, fat no. percent. Okay. No, no, no. August, I was 137. Okay, so November okay. till now, yeah, let's nothing not, changed. Yeah, I don't even want to know what happened before we started DEX because we're, we're trying to solve what's going on with the DEXA scan. Yeah. If you didn't have the original, I, we can all speculate all day long. That's right. We're never going to know. So we really should just try and figure out, okay, November, you did your first DEXA scan. What yeah. was your weight then and your body fat percentage? And then when you did the DEXA scan again, what was your weight and body fat percentage? And, and then also about what you were eating calories in both those. Okay, November, my first DEXA scan, I weighed 143.8. Okay. And I was 25.2% body fat. Okay. And that was November. Like I said, I was probably eating 2,000 calories at that time. Okay. okay. Um, I just did another one, February 15th. Um, my weight was 143. My body fat was 25.3. And now I'm eating 2,800 calories. Okay. So, okay, this is wonderful. Okay, yeah. so here's what's happening. Um, and this, this, this is what I thought you said at first. That's why I was asking more questions. So when people talk about boosting the metabolism, they always connect it to building more muscle, which is true. Building muscle will speed up your metabolism. However, with the same lean body mass that you currently possess, your body can decide to burn more or less calories. In other words, you can be more or less efficient 
with the total with the with the same lean body mass. So what you effectively did in that period of time, you didn't do nothing. You sped up your metabolism. Yeah. Your metabolism got fat. You ate 800 more calories a day, gained no body fat. So what you're setting yourself up for, which is wonderful, is a very potentially, probably- Efficient cut. A very effective, efficient cut. Yeah. I mean, look, a, a female at 143 pounds, 25% body fat's not a lot. That's a good body fat. That's like, that's, like, that's like a healthy body fat percentage, okay? It's a good, healthy, fertile body fat percentage. Most women who want to look lean probably want to get closer to 20%. So you're probably looking at a 5% loss based off of what I've seen most women tend to want. So 5% loss. But you're eating 2,800 calories, uh, which is phenomenal, which means- you could probably end up around 2,000 calories or just around that and get that 5% off, which for a, a, for a 33-year-old five-foot-five female is a – that's where usually, by the way, that's usually more calories than the women I get when they want to go on a cut. They usually come to me and they're Definitely. like, oh, my maintenance is 1,900 calories. That's going to be your cut, which is exceptional. So what you've done, you didn't do anything. It's not like you did nothing. What you did is you were putting yourself in a phenomenal position – to do a cut. So now you can cut, you're going to end up with high calories. You're probably not going to lose any muscle and you're going to look really good and feel really good. I mean, tw I, there's a, I, I've trained a lot of men who can't, who gain lots of body fat at 2,800 calories. So the fact that you're 2,800 calories now at a decent body fat percentage, you went up 800 calories, gained no body fat. That's a huge win, huge win. So what I would do, are you, are you, are you ready to go on a cut? Is this what you want to do now? Or do you want to keep going up with the, with the calories? I'm going to finish strong. I'm on phase three right now. I just started phase three. So I want to finish strong out. That's four weeks. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I wanted to do a cut um, with symmetry because I have symmetry and I haven't used symmetry yet. So I was going to take, do a cut for like three months. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I love Beautiful. Perfect oh yeah. It's going to be phenomenal. Take your calories down by about 500 to start with and okay. switch to symmetry and watch what happens. I and think am I doing like a 500 cut? Is it, am I, should I just start with 500 and then do like a 300 cut? I would stay 500 until you hit a plateau. No, so no, define plateau because she might be like, oh, I don't lose any weight this last four days or whatever. Well, you, that you're not seeing any change anymore because you could see. So, what will happen sometimes, by the way, too, that, and I'm glad you said that. So, you'll cut the 500 calories. If you are like not only seeing the weight, the scale, so if the scale's going down, that's ideal, obviously. And by the way, we don't want it to go down too fast. So if you cut 500 calories, I don't want to see a four-pound drop every week. That's like super dramatic. We want just like a pound, okay. two pounds coming off every week. Even if the weight doesn't come off, but you are uh, improving the way you look, and you can objectively say that when you look in the mirror, like, okay, I'm I'm looking or better. Or keep than, doing stands. Yeah, or that. Yeah, and yeah, check I that. Will. So, I mean, and that's when I would change, the, drop another 500 calories. And or, okay, and or adding movement. So I don't know what your step count is like uh, for the day because that's an, another option is sometimes what I'll do with a client like you is I'll go 500 calories, increase 2,000 steps a day. Then the next week after that, keep the calories the same, but add another 2,000 steps of walking a day. And then the next the, the next like you know week, we might then drop another 250 calories. Also add, you know, so you can play with adding more movement to create a, a larger caloric deficit also. Don't do it through high-intensity cardio, but you can do it through moving more Just walking. throughout your day, and you'll get great benefits by hanging on to muscle still, but then creating more activity that cr creates a larger caloric deficit. Yeah, you're in a really good position. You are. You uh, yeah. How, a lot of options. How strong are you? What, do you? what do your lifts look like? Like, what is your squat and your deadlift and your you know bench press? What do, you, what do your numbers look like for that? 
you know, honestly, it's hard for me to answer because I haven't done like a max rep. I, I'm probably going to find out now and doing this phase four because it's like two to four reps that I'm doing now, yeah. you know, but I don't know. I mean, my squat is probably like 275. 275 pounds. Yeah. on the squat, my deadlift is actually last, uh, which is weird, but, um, but I haven't tested it in a while. Okay. These are numbers that I don't know, probably a year or so ago. So wait a minute, um, you, you, you barbell squatted 275. Yes. Yeah, you're you're on fire, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're crushing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're gonna do a cut, and you're gonna be. I mean, and by the way, like you didn't gain any muscle by adding 800 calories. At some point, it's hard to gain. The reason why I asked you your max lifts is because I had a, a kind of a, a a clue that you've probably already built a ton. At some point, it gets really hard to gain more muscle. It just does. You can't just gain infinite amount of muscle. So I knew if I asked you that question, you came back with a crazy number, which I didn't anticipate 275. Holy cow. But I knew if I heard a big number uh, that you're probably getting pretty, I mean, you're probably already built like a really good amount of muscle, especially with the amount of calories you're eating. So yeah, if you're, if you were your squatting, be really good. if you were squatting 150, 180, that would be impressive. Yeah. 275 is like that's, really, really that's impressive. Huge. I yeah. mean, God. Yeah, and huge. even if you're not that high right now, you said that was a year ago. Even if you, if you're able to squat, Close to 200 pounds uh, for your size. If you're repping it. with 130, I would have been like, that's amazing. So yeah. you're doing phenomenal. This cut is going to be real successful. The only the only thing I'll tell you, I'll warn you about, is try not to cut too aggressively. Be patient with your cut because you're in such a good position that if you're patient and you give it time and you let your body drop about a half percent of body fat a week, half percent to a percent max a week, you're going to be in such a good position at you know 18% body fat that you'll be eating a lot of food. You'll feel amazing. You'll got great curve, great sculpt, great muscle. Uh, again, you're, you set yourself have, up really well. Have you have you tracked your steps? Do you know how many steps a day you're taking by chance? Yeah, so I mentioned that in the background that I I do anywhere from 13,000 to 20,000 steps a day. I'm, okay. I live in Phoenix, by the way. I think you guys said Arkansas, but um, I live in Phoenix. And so I'm oh. constantly walking when it's wintertime out here. And just in general, like I walk a ton. I'm always, yeah. I'm, if I'm not working, I'm outside. So you also mentioned, Adam, you know, it's, I can try to like increase my steps. That's kind of hard for me just because I'm always kind of maxing out my steps for the yeah. day. So, this, so, you're, so you're a perfect example when then I would do the calories. So that's why I wanted to know that. Like okay. if you if you were lower in steps, then it's more realistic to add 2,000 uh, steps every single day, but you're already pretty high. Yeah. Um, at yeah. one point, you can start, but this, this would be kind of later, right? I, I would be doing this after I've done the cut for a while. Like I, I would do like a 12 to 15 minute hit session post-workout. So and cardio That's later. Yes, yeah, later. Like four yeah. weeks. As I said four weeks down. Four weeks into your cut, you can start to add. Throw a little bit in there. Yeah, I would do it. I would add first three days a week, then four days a week, and then eventually five days a week when you're lifting. After every lifting session, you're doing a little twelve minute hit cardio session. That's yeah. it. But wait, like it's do the calorie drop first. And that's another way to break through the plateau, creating a, a larger caloric deficit without cutting calories. So I'd cut the calories, like we said, around like the 500 calorie range, let that take you for the first month or so until you start to think slow, slow things down. And then you have the option one, because you're so high in calories to either drop calories again, or maybe this is where you introduce the hit post uh, workout yeah. and that, that'll lean you, Were you in, uh What's your athletic background? Do you play sports in high school and college? Yeah, I grew up playing basketball, and in general, I've just been very active. I grew up in a family full of boys, so yeah. it kept me kept me going. You're, you're like the easiest client. Like if I got you, I'd be like, "Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get you shredded pretty yeah, easily." Yeah. You're in such a good position. This is gonna be an amazing cut. I, I hope you follow up with us. Are you in our forum? 
Yeah, I think I am. Okay. I, I'm not on Facebook much, but I think I was on there and got on there a few years ago. If you're if you're not, we'll send you access because I'd love to I'd love for you to follow up because this is you're literally at the place that we try to get people at before we start them with a cut. So if you do it right, if you don't overdo it, you're gonna be you're gonna see some phenomenal results. Okay. And then once I'm done with that, I'll be in a good place to kind of manage my physique and stuff because I don't want to always do this like bulk and cut kind of game. Oh. I'd Will yeah. I be in a good place? Yeah. To- yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. After you okay. cut, you can bump them again to maintenance, and then you're good. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, I wasn't expecting to hear that. I was really discouraged with my DEXA results, so I'm glad that I'm in a good place and I can cut after doing well, while I'm doing symmetry. Yeah, yeah. no. You're, you're in a great position, so yeah. good job. Awesome. Wow. Well, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. You got it. Thanks Thank for you. calling in. All right. She must listen to a great podcast. It's that's, stupid. that's a boy. That's a well. Hold on, I didn't expect two seventy five squats. I, I, like, I wonder. I, knew, she, I wonder if she misspoke. That's fucking crazy. Well, I, I expected her to seventy five. Based off of what she was saying, I I kind of thought. I bet you she's already got a lot of muscle because you know how you guys know this. Like at some point, you're gonna you can boost your metabolism, but gaining muscle just gets harder you ain't and harder. Putting up those numbers, without yeah, good muscle. No, so yeah. I'm like, okay, well, if she's if she's really strong, she may be in a position. She's already eating 2,800 calories. She may be in a position where she's kind of hitting that. Right. She's getting close to that limit of muscle that she could build. Yeah. Um, which, what a what a good question though to answer because this really highlights. She's a uh, why it's a good question and good for the audience is that she's an extreme example, but to, but this happens yeah. at much smaller like uh, examples that people get frustrated and discouraged, right? They do their body fat percentage mm-hmm. and they're actually doing really good. They they move their calorie intake from 1500 up to say 2100 or whatever. And that's a big jump in calorie, but then their DEXA scan says the same as it did through. And so then they get all pissed off well, like, because they're not, they're not, yeah, they're not looking like at they're the not obvious. Yeah. They're, 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 not, they're not looking at, at the obvious, yeah. which is I raise my, calories 800 right. and gain zero body fat. Yeah. yeah. Like that's amazing. And the, and, and the way to do it, and I know there's, you know, our space, I love, I, I hate how they, you know, shit on the whole 3,500 calories equals a pound of fat. But this is an example of like how I like to use that to explain what's going on with their bodies. Like, listen, you've now, by having 500 calories, even though you see the DEXA scan the same, your body, your body, the same exact body is now burning a pound of fat every week more than what you were before. Yeah, yeah. Even though you're not seeing that, that's because you've increased your calories. Right. If we literally went to your calories back down 500, you're gonna do. you'd burn a pound of fat a, a week. So that's what you've done essentially. And so that's a huge win. Mm-hmm. Yep. Our next caller is Matt from Utah. Matt, what's happening, man? How can we help you? Hey, guys. How's it going? Cool seeing you guys. Uh, you may or may not remember you do so many of these. I asked a question maybe about like three months ago. Um, yeah, it, basically, I'm doing this year-long program where I'm going aesthetic in the spring, performance in the summer, power lift in the fall. And then I asked you all the question, and Adam, you recommended doing symmetry. Yeah. So for a shout out to everybody. Do not sleep on symmetry. <laughs> After running that program, seriously, my one rep max like increased, even though I was on maintenance and half of a cut That's during awesome. that time. That's yep. awesome. Yep. Dude, Hell yeah. Dude, it was, it was absolutely loving it. I'm right about, oh, and then I took Sal's advice. You said you'd recommended at one point in time, that first phase of symmetry before every program is a great way to start off. So I started doing that one, just finished running it. But the, my question, what it comes down to is as I'm moving forward, goes to something that Adam said a while back. Uh, you talked about like the tempo, you know, you talk about a bodybuilding tempo. A real one is a 4-2-2 and you rarely see people actually following that in the gym. So being a little bit like, um, not, 
but like very specific about it. I use a I use a stopwatch for my rest times. I don't I, I'm very consistent. So I started using an app to track my tempo. It has little sounds, yep. so it goes off. So mm-hmm. I am very, very strict on it. Halfway through, I did it the last week of phase three on symmetry. Um, I'll tell you what, I've gotten used to, I know when I start a new phase, my body feels it and it like it's energizing, a little bit of soreness, but I'm like, oh wow, this is a new phase. I was on phase, like the third week of that phase and switching up the tempo, going from just like a one, 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 it was like, oh shit. It was like an entirely new phase. And I was just like, wow, I did not expect it to be that impactful. Um, I had a similar experience doing the isolation movements during symmetry where I changed, it was a Friday, I needed to get my workout in really quick. And so instead of following that four, two, two tempo on the on the two by 10 ones. Um, I just did a normal one and I felt that too. Cause I could go a lot heavier. It's just changing the tempo is almost like doing a brand new phase. Totally. Mm-hmm. So, so my question is, as I'm looking into doing aesthetic again and moving through, should I, if it's that much so impactful, should I change a tempo like that with every phase or should I just keep one tempo throughout the duration of a program? You, oh, you, I'm you, specific. Great, great question. Yeah. Yeah. There's not, there's no wrong answer here, but I'll tell you what I prefer. I would prefer because each phase, there's enough variables that change that you don't necessarily need to throw another variable at yourself. So I, I would tend to lean towards changing the tempo when you change the program, not necessarily the phase. So you can stick to a, a tempo. Actually, you can stick to a tempo for a long time if other variables change and then switch up the tempo when you feel like things get stale. So the reason why there's no wrong answer in here is because I'm the opposite. I, so I love to change several variables like this because I granted I've been lifting for a long time. So to get my body to show and move and see significant change in a short period of time is rough. Like I've been doing this for a really long time. So I don't get those great newbie swings when I change one little thing. So because of that, I really do like to move multiple levers and I, because I feel like, man, if I change the diet a little bit, I change my tempo a little bit. I change the, the training, uh, you know, specific, specificity that I'm doing all those together combined, like, whoa, my body's trying to adapt and figure all of them out. And I see a nice movement. If you're not that advanced, if you haven't been lifting for a very long time, you may not need that to Sal's point. Like you could easily keep your tempo the same for an entire program. The program has enough things that are phasing and changing in it that you should see progress in it. But personally myself, I like when I change diet and, and I like to change the phase. I like to change the tempo. I try to really shake it yeah, up. Yeah, There's no, there's no wrong answer here. I guess the only drawback would be, cause what Adam's saying is true, but the only drawback would be that when I'm, when, you know, and he says, you know, if you're advanced, the plus side of being advanced and doing this for a long time is that someone like Adam, for example, he, he can change multiple variables and all of the variables are things that he knows how to immediately apply. Whereas if I take somebody who's only been working out for a few years and I change one variable, I like to focus on that one variable because if I throw too many at them, they don't get good at any of them. It's like, okay, I got to focus on the tempo plus this, plus that. Everything feels so different. So I like to keep things the same and change one or two things at a time. So I'll, I'll say this, this might help. How long have you been working out? First of all, how long have you been consistent working out? Ooh, consistent since probably right before the pandemic. Okay, so not a long time, but enough to where you kind of know. Two, three years. Yeah, you kind of know what's going on. Um, I did, yeah, I did powerlifting back in the day and then like 
a whole range of like every it seemed every time I would work out, then I'd get injured and then kind of go through that cycle until you know I, I appreciated listening to you guys because it was the first time I was like, oh shit, I don't have to go to like failure every time. Well, here yeah, I like I don't to, have to hurt myself. I like this is how I like to use tempo also for myself is I I, I tend to play with tempo more with the exercises that I tend to be more injury prone with. Mm -hmm. So, and these are usually the lifts where I start to get really strong. So if like, like I'll do this with squats, I'll do this with overhead press or bench press because just adding weight to those, um, sometimes I'll start to feel my joints a little bit. So those are the ones where I'll play with the tempo a little more versus like another exercise that I feel like I can add weight and I feel totally fine. So rather than adding weight, I'll slow the rep down uh, with exercises that I feel like I should probably do that with. Well, what I like is that what you just mentioned in terms of you've done powerlifting before and you've noticed that like, you know, increasing that intensity, you know, kind of pushes you a little bit more towards the risk side of like injury versus, you know, manipulating the tempo. You can get that kind of intensity uh, in a less risk kind of a situation. And so in terms of longevity and, and moving forward and progressing, uh, I think that manipulating that, it, there's a lot of benefit to that, uh, especially the older I get in terms of like what I'm trying to do. Like I used to be more prone towards like really trying to like hit those one, one, ones and, you know, oh, yeah. see whatever I could do in terms of like the amount of load I could, I could put on there. Uh, but now it's in a manipulate tempo. I think it's just an underrated tool and it's something that, um, I think, it, you know, if you keep using that, I don't, I don't see any problem with that. At all. Yeah. I also see, okay. There, I mean, there's, this is why there's no wrong answer here. What's great is that you're aware of this, you're paying attention to it. You yeah. see the benefits of learning how to manipulate it. There isn't like this one rule of how you only use it. There's also this ability for you to, you know, utilize it when you know that like, like when I know I'm going like one, 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 like that takes a lot for me to gear up mentally. I got to feel like if I like a day, I'm like not really feeling good. I'll lighten the load, slow down the tempo. Yeah. So, you know how you feel lifting those different ways. And so my mindset going into the gym might change how I mani yeah. manipulate tempos for the day. It may be a day where I'm like, oh yeah, it's grip it and rip it day. I feel good today. I haven't done like a one-one type of tempo. I'm going to get after it. Or it might be a day where I'm just like, man, I'm just yeah. mentally, I, I do not feel like moving some serious weight. I'm going to fuck with my tempo today. I'm going to go real slow and controlled, work on my technique, reap the benefits that I haven't been doing that for a while. And so, you know, that's what, when you get advanced and you've been doing this for a long time, you start to learn how to you know, work with your mood, work with your body, work with what you've done currently, and you can pull that in and out of your toolbox and use it as, as you want. And I really think that, that you know, everybody wants to know like the ideal way to program all these things. Yep. Well, the ideal way is to intuitively learn how to utilize all these tools according to your lifestyle, what's going on. That's even better and more powerful than like a protocol of like, oh, run it for this long, for this amount of time. It's like you already learned the benefits of what this can do and how powerful it is. So now you can start to apply it with it in and out of your routine based off of how you feel going into your workouts. Yeah, there's no wrong answer here, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've listened to enough of the podcast episodes. Actually, like working backwards, I think I'm on like episode 984, working backwards. <laughs> I've legit listened to every single one. <laughs> so it gets worse. And so, <laughs> and so the, well, I figured that the answer to this coming in is going to be do the tempo that you're not using. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the yeah. right answer. Yeah, yeah that tends uh, to be the right answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for calling in again, man. Matt, did I ask you Appreciate the la last time you were on the, on the call, did I ask you, what are all the certifications behind you? Yo, so um, I actually, you know, I work at, I work in the Bay Area. I, I mean, living in Utah, but uh, I work for NASA. So so um, 
I mean, over there in Mountain View. Yeah. And uh, so these ones are from Moffitt. the State Department. I started off actually in the federal government as a as an American diplomat, traveling oh. overseas, all that stuff. Wow. Uh, then eventually joined NASA, and then uh, so like Argo, I wor- actually worked on that when they did the filming at the State Department. So those oh, are my credentials sh- from when I was a diplomat, wards, stuff like that. Wow. Now you're a diplomat for aliens. Very cool. Yeah. How are the aliens I, I, out there? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Is the earth flat? Let's answer those two questions. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, one of my let's, best let's friends actually has a certification of, of official flat earth society. So <laughs> <laughs> if you ever, I, I've actually ran, I, I helped start up and run a lot of the social media stuff for NASA and tell you what man i'm just conv- yeah it's it's a very interesting job to say the last <laughs> sounds awesome. cool man all right well thanks man right yeah. on matt thank you take it easy awesome bros see you guys later you got yeah. it. Do, do you guys have i'm sure you do because you guys have been working out forever uh do you guys have like a weight on certain lifts that you know once you start to approach a certain level of strength you're like i better mess with the tempo yeah totally not push yeah yes. totally yeah i'm like that like mm-hmm. there's a weight That's for squat deadlift press yeah. like all my presses i know once i start to get to a certain point it's pressuring the hinge and you can kind of feel the the effects of that. i don't even have to feel yeah. it i know like I, oh i'm getting to this weight let me slow down the reps let me start pausing my reps because this is usually when i start to feel it i really I love talking to someone like this you know like his consistency that he's done for the last three years he's utilizing all the yep, programs yep, he's got yep. very specific specific questions and yeah. it's, it's like I love to get into the nuance of of something like this because you know in on the internet there's like all these arguments over you know uh, like we'll take a, a trainer or influencer we'll take a study that supports the case for yeah. oh you run it like this well okay yeah that's the truth in this controlled environment but that's not real life and so You've now applied it to where you understand the benefits from it. Now the next level to this is learning how to weave it in and out of your lifestyle because you know you can utilize this tool and to not want, not marry it, not do it all the time. Yeah. And learn how to interrupt like something or learn what you're- Don't get you're, rid of 111 either is, right. you know, like speed is something you want to keep right, as a right. tool. And tool to Sal's point, like you, you know, you're trucking along, you know that you've been getting stronger and stronger. You're starting to get to where you know this is about your peak bench press. And it's like, you know, I've been just working on getting strong, strong, and I'm doing more like a 1-1 tempo. Yep. When's the last time I dropped my weight by 75 pounds and just went tempo? You made and, it feel heavier. Yeah. Yeah. Our next caller is Ian from Louisiana. What's up, Ian? How can we help you? Hi, how's it going, guys? Good. Um, super excited. Um, just want to say thanks for everything that y'all put out. I've uh, been listening probably since 2017, 2018. Actually, a little connection. Uh, I think Sal mentioned that. Uh, I think Dean Pappas's name. I yeah. was working at Golds. At the, I was working at Golds at the time. He was the COO. Oh so no way! He's yeah. a, great guy. Yeah, Dean's. Yeah, we yeah. Yeah, Dean very well. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very neat. Um, just wanted to uh, give a little background before getting to the question. Um, uh, basically, was in the gym space for a little bit of time. Uh, prior to that, did five years in retail, on my feet a lot, um, and then got into CrossFit. That helped me get you know into squatting, deadlifting, and all that kind of uh, you know all the main lifts. Then went into uh, Golds and spent a couple of years there, and started the bodybuilding phase. So uh, did shows um for about two years and really loved it but at the same time things changed went back into retail um and uh, as y'all know golds has changed so it was one of those things i got out of that um but um so yeah back in the warehouse um on my feet a lot 
um, kind of got the, the daily cardio is what I was saying throughout the day. But um, I like to work out in the morning before work. Um, and when I was bodybuilding naturally and, and had really good results, uh, my coach had the whole Arthur Jones, um, you know, anabolic style uh, MAPS program kind of uh, uh, program that y'all provide. And I was working out three days a week um, and had really good results. And going right into the split, having not a lot of focus right, you know, right before jumping into a MAPS program, I noticed I was getting fatigued in my elbows, soreness, and just maybe it was too much. And I was looking for counsel on where would y'all see having taken my body to that extreme in the past and kind of wanting to to keep, you know, just a, just a healthy, um, look. Um, I like to lift heavy and, you know, to maintain that when I'm on my feet so much. And I kind of, I guess yesterday's, um, conversation, there was a guy from Germany and there, I think it was a guy from Australia talking about the same thing. Um, I basically backed off a split. I'm taking this whole week off and just trying to mobilize and decide where I want to go with the maps programs. Yeah. Yeah. I would have started you on a different program. How, how, how long were you off for when you, when you kind of got back into being consistent again, how long were you kind of off? Oh, I mean, it's, it's probably been two years, a yeah. good solid two years where yes. I would just go into the gym, do something really hardcore, then I'd fall off again. Yeah. yeah. Split was and, way, split is a lot of all. Yeah, That's a program that you jump mm -hmm. into when you've been training consistently for a while. Yeah. So, um, right. yeah, you just, it was too much too soon. Now the challenge with someone like you is that you know what your body's capable of and you reached a really high level of performance at one point. And the reason why that's a challenge is because it's harder for someone like you to gauge what the right amount is because you kind of know what you did before. But so someone mm -hmm. like you, I would say do less than you think. And that'll, that'll, that'll be a good starting point. I think, I mean, I think you, maps 15 would have been a great place to start for someone like yeah, you. maps anabolic maps 15, even map symmetry. Even map symmetry would be uh, perfectly uh, fine for you and, and, and produce you with some really good or provide you some really good results. So any one of those programs okay. would be great. But um, I, I mean, anabolic would be good. We could we could put you back on anabolic. Start there. I would start in pre-phase. I would do three weeks of pre-phase, three or four weeks of pre-phase, then go phase one, phase two, phase three. And then maybe from anabolic, go to symmetry. And then from there, if you've been consistent the whole time and you feel good, then you can bump up the volume, do something like split. Uh, but you don't have to. I mean, you can get phenomenal results never having done a program uh, like Split. Split, yeah. again, is, is, is a very like diet's on point, sleep's on point, been working out for a while. It's a lot of volume. Ian, uh, how old are you? I and mean, are you uh, family, kids, anything like that? What's, what, give me a little bit. Of no. Um, 36. I uh, don't have any kids. Okay. I'm, I'm married, got dogs. Um, okay. But no, it's like like you were saying with the Split, I that was when I was – um, not natural. And I was doing that kind of workout only one day off of rest and I did get results, but, um, I, I kind of figured I needed to back off when I started feeling achy, um, oh. in the second phase, I was, I was in the second phase of split and decided, Hey, I'm just need to get off. Well, of that, this. That's I, another, I, I, that's another thing that you're adding is that not only were you consistent when you were bodybuilding, but you were also, um, pharmaceutically enhanced and now you're doing it natural right. and you're jumping in, right. um, right out the gates. Yeah. Split was way too big of a jump. And you're right to stop and take a week off. I think MAPS Anabolic is a perfect program for you. Go three or four weeks of pre-phase and then follow the program. And you can choose the three-day option after you do the, the four weeks of pre-phase. And I think you'll get phenomenal results just doing that. Do you already have Anabolic? I do. Um, I, I, I went all in this, this year and I, I got on some of y'all's uh, bundles and some of the, I think I have Anabolic. Uh, I bought anabolic advance when y'all had it on, um, on a sale. And I yeah. uh, just, that's the one thing is, uh, 
I'm so used to going to that that failure and when I was truly bodybuilding, but I, I had to pull myself back. So it's one of those things I've, I'm trying to learn that as I've gotten back into, uh, you know, being on my feet so much. You're, you're, you're going to build, so. you're going to build really good muscle with maps anabolic. Yeah. Let me, let me give you, cause you already have that. Let me give you maps 15 too. I just want you to have that. I think this is a, a it's such a underrated program for somebody who is as, trying to build. Yeah. That's yeah. The, trying to build and as advanced as you are. It's not one that you would think, uh, to potentially go to, okay. but I've just, I, I mean, I've felt great utilizing it and would have never thought that something that low of volume would have uh, given me the results I'm getting from it. And so I just think it's great. And you've mentioned already being on your feet, having some long days, maybe something that you play with too. So if you find yourself like real hard month or a couple weeks of working and stuff like that, and kind of, and even if anabolic starts to make you feel that way, then I would regress all the way down to even maps 15. And and I actually don't even think of it like a regression. It's just a, it's a different way of applying volume and intensity, and I think it's a it's a great option too. Yeah, but. I'm glad you said that, Adam, because I think some people look at a workout or look at workouts like that's like the goal is the workouts themselves. In other words, oh, I can do more. I, therefore, it's like I'm getting a, a, another belt in a martial art, or I'm I'm, I'm graduating. Really, workouts are just to give your body give you the results that you're looking for. Right. So the appropriate workout is going to give you the best results. Whether that's more volume, less volume, more intensity, less less intense, right. it doesn't matter. It's got to be the appropriate for your body. And that it doesn't matter what that looks like. If unless you love working out and you just want to be able to work out more, in which case then that's the goal. But if you you know, if you want to be number one at working out, that's fine. But if you want to have really good results, um, then train appropriately. And I think MAPS anabolic, MAPS 15, maybe the advanced version of it, I think it would be perfect for you. Yeah, I would definitely do the advanced. You're, you would want the advanced version of MAPS 15. But let's, let's, let us, since you already have anabolic, let us shoot you over 15 so you have that in your arsenal. Okay. Can I ask a quick question since I, I know that um, just on, I like to go at 445 in the morning because that's yeah. when the gym op opens up and I'm too tired after work. And it's, I go to a, a bigger gym and it's um, just full of people. I just want to get my stuff done. If I go in the morning, uh, should I try to, y'all were talking about this the other day. I think Sal mentioned that he, that he goes in the morning and doesn't really eat. And with mine, um, if I'm doing anabolic or if I do MAPS 15, um, is there a difference in my nutrition in the morning with either one of those or no, no. that I should be following? Preference thing, just eat yeah. afterwards. Eat after you're done. Unless no. you want to wake up hella early, okay. eat two hours before, which doesn't sound like it. Uh, my first, no. my first meal is at 9am when and I work out okay. at about 630 or 7am. So okay. yeah, you'll, you're fine. The, the, the meal you had the night before is what's going to fuel you. Okay. Yep. Great. You got it, man. Thanks for awesome. calling in, brother. No, thank y'all. Right, yeah, yeah. Thank you for everything. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's got to be one of the biggest challenges. Uh, like, I don't know about you guys, but when I would get a client that was an ex-athlete or somebody that, like at one point was super advanced mm -hmm. and they fell off, it was so hard for them to gauge the appropriate amount of intensity and volume yeah. because you have that memory of what you used to do before. And so they always overestimate, right? Like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. And you always yeah. want to live up to that expectation yeah. of what you were able to do That's in the right. past. And I love that you brought up Mass 15 or kind of uh, stressing that because it, those are your, your levers that you're going to want to pull. Either it's volume either it's intensity or either it's frequency and frequency is one of those that builds muscle and i think people like undervalue that yeah don't don't sleep on that program and all doug he, he says that he uh he had pictures for his last six years did you share that do we do you automatically share that with andrew so they have it for the editing team uh yeah that's been sent over to jerry i don't have those pictures um, oh, okay 
But yeah, he competed before. It says there. Uh, says he was natty and eight percent body fat. Eight percent body fat. <laughs> not know? so natty. Six percent body 6% fat. Six percent body fat. Wow. <laughs> not, not so yeah, natty. I mean, he just he just went way too hard, way too fast, and he knows it. He felt it, and he stopped. So he did the right thing. And yeah, look again, right. back to Mass Fifteen. I did the advanced version, like you did. I hit a PR on my deadlift, a lifetime PR on my deadlift. So uh, it, the programming works. It's not. We didn't design the program. Yeah for beginners necessarily we designed it for anybody who wants to get great results and yeah. it will it will produce Just phenomenal efficiency results. that's how i look at it all right our next callers are stephanie and madigan from indiana stephanie madigan thanks for coming on the show how can we help hey, you hey guys up, um, so yeah we're super pumped to be on the show um i feel like i don't know how you guys will, because we kind of wrote in together we have like a general similar question but maybe sort of different angles i guess um but your guys's program is like the foundation to our friendship so like we started working out together and that's like how we got really close and it's been like basically pretty amazing i mean like your programming has completely changed our view of like health and how we approach fitness awesome. and just yeah major thanks that's awesome our next, really uh, cool. our next marketing cycle huh yeah. need a friend yeah. <laughs> try maps friends yeah. <laughs> together we'll do this so how can we help you um so i guess yeah so i guess i don't know what the easiest way you guys think is to address this maybe like madigan can kind of give some background on sort of like what she's dealing with and then sort of like what i'm working with as well but i think both of us struggle with like over exercising and nutrition and we've had like a pretty long history of dealing with some of those issues so i don't know if there's any mindsets that you guys have seen in people maybe with eating disorders or sort of like over exercising tendency that's helped them rather than just like the general public um but we can give more detail yeah let's get more detail yeah. for sure yeah go ahead Matt, can you go first tell us what's going yeah, on sure so just as a little bit of background, we're in grad school together um, on a daily basis. Aside from strength training, we probably walk seven miles minimum um, back and forth through the lab do, doing our various activities. Um, but I guess to address the aspect of the question that more fits my needs right now. Um, so like Stephanie kind of said, we started with MAPS Anabolic, then did aesthetic um, performance, and now we're on the third phase of symmetry. Other way around. We did performance then aesthetic. Yes. We followed it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess I've noticed over like the past month that I have a little thin layer of like fat on my hips that I didn't notice before. Um, and I don't know if this is just, you know, it comes with the territory when you put on muscle because I can definitely see more muscle definition and um, an increase in my strength over these programs. But I guess my question overall knowing that you know spot reducing is kind of a myth it's not very logical do you have any advice for like um either how to like take this weight off or what program to go into next with this concern um and i guess one more thing i should add is that i enjoy doing cardio a few days a week mainly on the um trigger session or mobility days just because i enjoy it i think it's good for my heart um but with that and with past like disordered eating and exercise tendencies, I am fearing a little bit that I might be doing too much. And maybe that is hindering the gains. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know how this exactly ties into the weight gain I've seen. But um, yeah, Are, have you tracked food? Because of you, I imagine you're not because of your your history or, or do you do you track? Do you have any idea where your calories are at your protein intake, things like that? You got it. Uh, no, I do not track just because that's yeah. Kind of a little dangerous territory for me, but um, 
I could give you a rundown of what I eat in a day. I don't know if that would help. No, no, we don't need to go there necessarily because, um, I mean, unless you were tracking, it's, it's usually not uh, super reliable, but honestly, that doesn't matter at this point. So, okay. So here's how overtraining or overworking can contribute to, let's say fat gain. Okay. Uh, there's the stress response, which is part of it, but the other part of it, which I think is more important is when you start to overtrain or overwork, it definitely affects our behaviors around food. Uh, we tend to either have cravings or we tend to have low or no appetite. And so what you tend to find with people that, uh, with over that overtrain is you tend to see this eating pattern where they undereat and then overeat, undereat and then overeat. And it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's most likely, I see you smiling. You probably, it probably, uh, you know, resonates a little bit with you. So the, the key is it, look, it's going to be, it's going it has to do with your nutrition. The problem or the challenge is, uh, tracking and counting is probably really triggering for you. So for yeah. someone like you, I like to give very general guidelines. And then there's a, there's a, there's, there's some, some kind of structure around those guidelines. So the general guideline would be, um, uh, avoid heavily processed foods. That's the main one. That's mm -hmm. the main one. Um, eat protein first in your meals. That's the second one. And then eat until you're satisfied. That's the third one. So what does that mean? Satisfied? It's not stuffed. So we all know right. what that feels like when you get uncomfortable. It's just eat until you feel like, yeah, I feel pretty good. If you eat protein first, you avoid heavily processed foods, um, and you eat until you're satisfied, you're probably going to eat an appropriate amount for your goals. And then when it comes to the training, the best metric you can measure is strength. Now, there's lots of metrics to measure. There's lots of things to pay attention to, mobility, control, stability, stamina. But I like strength for someone like you because if you're getting stronger – uh, you're probably doing some stuff right. You're probably not overtraining. You're probably not under eating. Okay. If you're doing it that way. Now, one other thing I'd like to add to the food, if you find what I just told you to even be triggering, if you, even that starts to make you feel like you find that once a week or whatever, you go off a little bit and you're like, God, why is this happening to me? One of the best things you could do is bring awareness to impulsive behaviors. If that tends to be an impulsive behavior. So what you would do is you would take your phone out when you're about to eat and literally write down one or two sentences about how you feel. Now it's not mm -hmm. that you're necessarily writing down how you feel. Uh, that's part of it. But the bigger part is that you take pause and you're writing down how you feel. You're, you're taking pause. And what that does is it brings awareness to the state of mind uh, that may be contributing to any kind of impulsive behaviors or dysfunctional behaviors around food. Now it sounds easier than it actually is. It's simple. What I'm saying is simple. It's an easy step. But it's challenging because you may find if you start to do this that you're going to want to not bring awareness. You might actually find yourself resisting to stop and pause because you want to stay in a state of unawareness because food may be bringing you some type of relief to either anxiety or just feeling generally uncomfortable in your own skin or something like that. So it's actually harder than I'm making it sound. But if you do those things, uh, you're gonna your body will naturally get leaner if you follow those guidelines. And you don't have to track, you don't have to count anything. If you just follow those those just those right there, you'll get the progress you're looking for. So I have two questions. Um, one, it does say in here you guys primarily focus on whole foods. I'd want to hear the definition of primarily. And then the second question would be: You're both college students, so how often do you drink? 
so we're we're a PhD student, so we don't drink. We have no life, really. Um, <laughs> That's a good so, thing in this case. That's a good yeah. thing in this case. So you guys don't. Yeah, there's, there's not like a you know Sunday fun day and shit like that. It's not like a, a common thing for you. Yeah, no, honestly, um, maybe one drink I, on the weekend, one or two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a good question, Adam. So when you when you it's primarily whole foods, but then when you don't eat whole foods, yeah, do you time. notice changes in your behaviors? I think we go go ahead night snacking. I mean, honestly, like at night, maybe we would both crave like a bowl of magic spoon or um some other probably sweet type of food. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, a, that's a good alternative right there, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's not a whole food, it's a better choice. Yeah. So I yeah, I I I really, if you just stick to those guidelines, I think you'll get to where you're wanting to go. But also um, really pay attention to taking care of yourself throughout this process. Because even what I'm saying, sometimes if you focus too heavily on it, what you may find whenever you have, whenever you're working with anybody who has either body image issues or has had dysfunctional eating patterns in the past or just a bad relationship with food in the past, sometimes the more you put the spotlight on those things, yeah. the more yeah. they go off. So I've actually had clients where I've had better success saying, don't worry about anything. Just kind of just, just, just don't worry about it. And then all of a sudden things start to work out. So this is going to require you to kind of pay attention to your behaviors. And if you notice that even the guidelines I gave you start to make you feel constrained and you start to find that you go off the rails sometimes because of it more than you might have in the past, then remove some of those constraints. The most important one would be to avoid heavily processed foods because uh, heavily processed foods are just so powerful at making us want to overeat. So like I used to tell clients, well, what if I have a craving? Well, go eat, go eat something that's a whole food. Go eat, uh, you got chicken in the fridge, you got some fruit, go eat and eat that and then just stick to that. And that usually would work. All right. Well, I know we're not counting and tracking, but I also want to get closer to your, your behaviors around this. Like, so would you say that you are more likely to lean towards like under eating because you're afraid you're going to put body fat on or are you more likely to, Hey, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat. And you, and you may overfeed a little bit. <laughs> what are you more likely to do? Or, or fluctuate back and forth. Or yeah, yeah. Or both. Like what, what are you more likely to do? Um, I think the tendency is still to under eat. I actually heard a, a really nice piece of advice from Dor Jordan Syatt. Um, he, I once heard him say, if you're hungry, ask yourself, would you have an apple right now? And if you would, then maybe that means you're actually hungry. But if you wouldn't, maybe you're just trying to right. fix your bottom or yeah. something like that. Um, but I still think primarily under eating. But I, I do try to listen and actually ask myself, am I am I hungry or am I just bored? Okay, because so. the reason why I'm asking that, because there is this possibility that we are overtraining in, in relation to the amount of calories you're consuming. And this is part of the problem. Yeah. So if you have a propensity to eat less or under eat, you are training all the time. You're also doing some cardio on the off days. And then in addition to that, you're a PhD student, yeah. Yeah. Your, your body could be stalling out on you because you're just not, you're not feeding it enough. And then, and if that's the case, then I would completely throw away the scale for a while. I would leave, still take the advice Sal saying, eat whole yeah. foods, avoid processed foods at, at, at all costs that you can eat that and, and eat when you're hungry. Eat when you're mm -hmm. hungry, but feed yourself whole foods and train hard. But uh, mm -hmm. I, and I wouldn't have you doing additional cardio right now. I would say focus on getting strong. Don't worry about the scale right now. We need to because we may need to really boost the metabolism. If you because of course we don't know because we're not tracking. But let's pretend you potentially could be eating 
16, 1700 calories a day, you're walking seven, you're doing seven miles of activity and you're following one of our maps programs and, and you're doing cardio <laughs> and you're a PhD student. Yeah. You're <laughs> yeah, yeah. now that's seems, this seems like we're starting to get closer to what the problem yeah. may be. And yeah. in that case, you need to take care of that. You need to feed yourself. You need to back off some of the intensity uh, and and training to create. The you know core. what program will probably give you the best results. Maps fifteen. Right now? Yes. Yeah, Maps fifteen. Maps fifteen. Yeah. Are you? How? How's your sleep? What time do you go to bed and what time do you wake up? Uh, I sleep between eleven thirty and midnight, and I'm up at six six fifteen. Yeah. yeah, and lack yeah. of sleep too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're Maps fifteen. You guys are you're running in the red. Mass 15, eat when you're hungry, make a good choice. And, that, and that's the that's the total amount of tracking I'd want you to do is like good choice. And you'll get better results. Yeah. You'll get better. So we're not telling you this because we're like, oh, we don't want you to like hurt yourself right. or whatever. That's all there too. But you'll actually get better results. Yeah. That's great advice. Thank yeah. you so much. No problem. <laughs> Stephanie, was your, your was yours different, a little different? or um, Just a little bit different because I think that all of that stuff is really like important. But I'm, you know... Basically, like I've had an issue with eating since I was probably like 14 or 15 and I've been like pretty underweight for a long time. And now like I've started to gain more muscle and it's being like it's feeling a lot better. But I still have like I don't have an internal cue that I can really go by that says like I should eat more or like I'm hungry. Like I've gotten more or less used to the feeling of hunger and I like it. And that's kind of like weird, mm. you know, like it's like it is still like disordered eating in that sense. And I don't know sort of if you have mindset shifts that can help people yeah. that, that are yeah, I do. in that area. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I would focus yeah. entirely on strength and, and do okay. everything you can to get stronger. Make that, because here's the deal. You're so focused. You're probably, fo this, this is probably how you do everything, right? Is you just get super focused and um, you know, you don't stop, right. You move forward. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. you made, if you, if you made your primary goal just to get stronger, everything else will kind of fall into place. You'll find yourself eating more to fuel it. You'll find yourself eating more protein, getting better sleep. If you make it all about getting stronger for someone like you, you're probably going to move in the right direction. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Is there, is there, a, is there a third friend to this group? Because I feel like two eating disordered friends are not helping each other out so much. I right know. Now. It's actually very bad. And like, we're, we have, we're parting away soon. So yeah. probably it'll be maybe for the better, sadly. Yeah. We need no. to find, we need to find ourself a girlfriend who loves to eat, yeah. hang out with. You know what I'm you saying? Know, yeah. I, you know, I will say, I will say this. You probably, you guys, you girls probably already know this. Uh, high performing females. First of all, a, a majority of, of, of women have gone through some form of, of disordered eating. So it's, it's actually more common than not. It's more rare to find somebody who's never had an issue. And then, if, sure. and then if you, if you, uh, if you take that group and then you put them in like PhD programs, mm -hmm. I, I bet you 90%, I bet you almost every female in your category at one point has, has dealt with this because it's a form of control and you're yeah. all high performing. I can control everything. I can do everything type of deal. I'll handle it. And so it's just, it's just par for the course. So this is something you're going to, if you figure this, you start to figure this out now because it's going to plague you um, for the rest of your life. So really start to figure this out. And one of the tricks that I found for, especially for young women is to just get strong because then they just focus on that. So I'm like, all right, let's take all that energy and let's just focus on getting strong and everything else tends to fall into place. That's not where you want to end up, by the way. It's just a good step. It's a good next step. Then from there, then you can look at relationships with everything, but it's a good way to take you away from, from where you're at now. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can I, wait, can I ask like a really silly sort of small question? Sure. But because we walk a lot, I don't know. Do you think that that inherently like 
affects our ability to like grow our legs because I think my upper body is growing really well but my legs are taking a lot longer and I don't know if that's no but it could have a play a role in you not being able to build more muscle which is the same same thing because of all the factors that I said earlier under eating yeah. over training you guys are not feeding your body enough nutrients. And so your strength training, you're doing all the programming right things, but because we're not taking care of the body and, and feeding it appropriately and moderate, uh, modifying your intensity, your body's not wanting to grow. It's not wanting to build any more muscle. And so in yeah. order to do that, we need to feed the body more appropriately, maybe back off some of the intensity, and then you'll see that. But walking, if anything, is would actually in, in, accelerate that. It's not going to. Yeah, but think, look, think of it this way. You, you, got, you have, uh, think of stress. Think of this bucket called stress. What goes in that bucket? Well, exercise, stressful events, lack of sleep, you know, poor diet, uh, you know, am I working hard towards something? Like well, all those poor diet can mean low calorie because you can, can be eating good, good food, but low, low yeah, calorie. Yeah, it could be just inappropriate diet, right? All that yeah. stuff goes in that bucket of stress. We tend to think of exercise as not being in that bucket. Like, oh, it's good for you. Therefore, throw that on top of everything. But if you really do like a, if you really do a checklist of your life, sleep and school and stuff you got to do, all that stuff. And you, and then you know, exercise is another stress. Mm -hmm. Then you can make more appropriate judgments. Like, you know, you're, you need to do maps 15 is, is going to be the most appropriate program for both of you. And I would do no additional, any other exercise and I, okay. that's it. And I would look at getting stronger and I would look at like fueling my body Yep. and that'll make you perform better in everything, including school and your body's going to, it's going to respond better. I know it sounds and it feels counterintuitive, but you're actually, because right now what you're doing is you're fighting against your body and you'll lose by the way, this battle, your body will win. But if you work with your body what it'll feel like, this is how you know you're on the right track, okay? You know you're on the right track when it feels like things are happening and it doesn't make sense. Like, what? This is weird. I'm getting in better shape and it just feels effortless. Like, this is really weird. When that's happening, you're on the right track. Okay. All right. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Big Listen, mindset. we're going to send you MAPS 15 minutes if you don't have that. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm also going to send you MAPS Powerlift because that's another program I'd like you to do when you're not doing so much other stuff. So that'll okay. be later, Okay. 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 Right. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Right, no problem. Thanks <laughs> Thank for calling you. in. Bye, all. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one, right? Just, just. I had a feeling it was low calorie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, overdoing yeah. it, under eating. It probably is like mostly under eating, and I mean, then where's like the bouts recovery happening? It's just not. I mean, no sleep. Like they're just high performers. There's just a lot going on. Yeah, you you ain't gonna, your body. Look, if your body is overstressed, one of the first things it does to protect itself is store calories. Think of it this way. You 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 go out and it's in work. Survival mode. Yeah, you go out and work, you you work in an economy, you have a job. Uh-oh, recession. Uh-oh, depression, inflation. What do people tend to do? Hey, honey, let's cut the bills. Right. Let's store uh more money. Let's you save more money pile. because the shit's hitting the fan. This is what your body does with body fat. When it's overstressed, it wants to store body fat as a protective mechanism. It does not want to build muscle because more muscle costs more energy, more calories. It makes you less resilient during times of extreme stress when there's no calories. This is historically what's happened. So, so you can't fight your body with this. You will lose. Look, if you like Mind Pump, head over to mindpumpfree.com and check out some of our guides. We have guides that can help you with almost any health or fitness goal. You can also find all of us on social media. Justin is on Instagram at Mind Pump Justin. 
Adam is on Instagram at Mind Pump Adam. You can find me on Instagram also at Mind Pump DeStefano. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>